Hey, we're back again. Your favorite podcast. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I decided not to subdivide into a different genre, you know? Yeah, I bet we're somebody's favorite podcast. Mine. <laughs> How humble. <laughs> Man, I meant to read my notes before we started. Damn. Now we're going. You just talk for a while. I'm going to read these notes. I'm not going to listen to what you're saying. Okay. What's up, everybody? <sighs> um, I think this week we're going to be watching some videos. They're talking about them. Well, you'll do hear you have the, other stuff? You'll hear the audio. I don't want to. Oh, I didn't know how much time I have. I'm always worried about. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's your show. It's the Alex Stevens show. <coughs> it is. <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, I'm, the Bill Wilson research continues for sure. Is it even Bill Wilson research? Yeah, I've been doubling back on Bill, on old okay. Bill. Uh, and Aldous Huxley. I found that they were big-time correspondents, and so now I'm dipping back into to Aldous. If you're interested, then of course I support you, but uh, what is your interest in Bill Wilson? Oh, man, it's just such an interesting story. You know, I read that book, Prophets, Cults, and Madness, uh, about the archetypes of the cult leader and then the splitting of cults, and it just maps so perfectly with Tom's split from Bill. And so I read that, you know, right before I got into that. So I, the parallel kept me going. But then the psychedelic angle is so interesting. Um, you know, the the fact that we found all this stuff it just has me wondering what else is out there. Uh, so, yeah, so that's been interesting. I listened to the Tom Powers speech that I had but I don't have audio clips of it. I kind of wanted to. And what I was going to do was I was going to mix together, like do a, a mashup, but I didn't have the technical wherewithal or the inclination, but I was going to take the guy. I, I can't remember his name. It's like, it's something Raleigh, like, but it's like, I, I think it's like Theodore Raleigh. It's on the sublime album robin the hood you know that one no it's i mean uh, i'm aware that it exists but I, I only like the the back tattoo one is the the one that i listen to you know that just makes me smile thinking, thinking about the calvin praying to the cross tattoo that i'm gonna get <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to unveil the, the other one no but is I'm, that too hot to handle i think i'm gonna get them all i i might you know no we gotta make content out of them if i get them you know yeah so i don't want to give it away stay tuned you know I uh, like it too much. And in fact, I'm uncomfortable be, about being on the record with how much I like it. It's great, dude. You should get it too. I, I might, but I know that would be a bad idea. Why? It's like if someone were offended, I wouldn't disagree with them. Not me, man. I would listen, but uh, it's not why. There's a lot of reasons why. It, yeah, well, we'll talk about it. But uh, the... Uh, what was I talking about? Calvin Tattoo. Sublime, Robin the Hood. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Okay, so that album was like recorded in a crack house. Uh, it was like before, you know, obviously before the Back Tattoo album. Like, uh, I guess they had a record deal, but they were also crackheads. And I don't think 40 Ounce like did that great uh, until the Back Tattoo album. Okay. You know, like I think that's when most people statistically got into the Back Catalog. 
versus like getting into 40 ounce for freedom in 1992. Uh, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but anyway, they have these interludes on this album of this like schizophrenic guy just going insane. And it's like, no one, it's not clear exactly where they got the recordings from. Cause there's like, in one of them that it sounds like, like an orderly is coming in the room and he's like, Raleigh set, settle down, you know? Cause the guy, but he's like this old guy and he has like a 1960s type accent but he's like, just like rambling, like a mentally ill guy, just like, you're not in charge of me, I'm in charge of you, you motherfucker. You know, like he talks like that. Mm -hmm. That's how Tom Powers talks. Okay. <laughs> Without the profanity. Uh -huh. But like their voices were the same. Uh, so I, I may, you know, we may need to do an episode on that Tom Powers speech. It was pretty buck wild, dude. That's cool. Uh, Is this that episode? No, because the audio would be better, but I'm trying to remember some greatest hits. Uh, like the other thing that I find interesting is like my theory that uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, like many cults and stuff, there's, they talk about this in the book. There are different types of people that join cults and that start them and that become the number two people in them and that join them at like at different stages in the cult. Like it's all different kinds of people with different mindsets, different needs, different things they're getting out of this, you know, this organizational structure. And uh, I I really think like the early AA people were like, I, I said something resembling this last week, I think, but like they were like truly crazy. Like they were they would have been among the craziest kids that excel, you know, like the handful of ones that we can recall where it was like, yeah, that one was too crazy. You know, like a couple people, like the girl that kicked Sherry or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, but it was just like, there was a darkness in some of these kids too. Like there was demons in them. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember that girl that like, all? I think she might've been the girl that kicked Sherry or Jamie or whoever. But like, I just remember the, the, they got the bruiser girls, the kitchen girls basically into a strainer. And uh, it was like the most inhuman howl, like of just like, like it was like, like uh, it was like Lord of the Rings or some shit. Like, and then she was gone. Uh, like crazier than the mean at Excel. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think... Tom Powers and Bill were like that. Like, I don't know that they would have kicked Jamie, but like they were like raving lunatics. Like uh, Tom got, I, I'm about, I would keep, when I was talking about this to my wife, like I kept saying electroshock therapy, mm -hmm. but it wasn't electro. It was before they did electroshock therapy. It was like chemo shock therapy. And so okay. it was like this old timey drug, like, you know, pentothal chloramate or whatever, you know, some shit like that. Like that the, like the ladies in, you know, the 1870s or whatever that would get addicted to it would like put droplets in a glass of water, you know? And if, uh, and to kill people, like it was one of the first lethal injection drugs. So like that was the range of what it would do, you know? And uh, so, to as like a last gasp for Tom Powers' second 
uh, involuntary institute, or I think his first one was like semi-voluntary. Mm-hmm. His, his employer paid for it uh, mm-hmm. when he was in, in advertising. And then his second one, but he almost like relished it. That's what I'm saying. Like there's this, like, I got fucking the shit beat out of me and like, it was good for me. And I, you know, they can never fully hide that they like the prospect of like brutalizing. Uh, and he like, was like, kind of like I detected like a tone of like relishing, like he was like, they weren't that nice back in those days. And especially not at the ones for people that didn't have that much money. And so, uh, cause he had to pay for a second one. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, so, but then like he was committed, like he, he was there getting, he got like, I don't know how many, like over a dozen of these shock treatments. And it was just under the lethal dose. People used to be big on shock treatments. Yeah. But it's like, think about, you know, it's not one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It's like waterboarding of a lethal injection, like just over and over again. Like you just lose your mind. There's this writer, like I looked up the Wikipedia page for the drug. You know, some people still will say, like if you have depression and it can't be cured and you've tried a lot of things. Yeah. David Foster Wallace did electroshocks. And look what he did. Yeah, I guess it worked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't speak to the level of depression that he's written about. I mean, I've been like, I can't get out of bed, but like not that often. And, you know, I've been slow moving for months at a time, but like never like the way he writes about depression. I've been at least. slow moving my whole life. <laughs> Maybe a low grade depression. Nah. You know, at least the way they describe it. But anyway, uh, just being chill dude (laughs) yeah yeah i think so uh but yeah tom not very chill dude um so he like uh he like they made him crazy like he got the treatments but like he just kept getting crazier and crazier and uh he was like he said he weighed like 125 pounds like he just like didn't eat like he if you were a baby, that'd be a lot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, basically, I think, like, him and Bill, like, they had, like, you know, psychotic episodes, basically. Like, for long periods of time. Did they know each other then? No. Did uh, they meet as part of the Oxford group? No. Uh, so, Tom, I'm not sure exactly how he got hooked up with Bill, because it was also loosey-goosey in those days. Like, I think... Tom was in the 30s or 40s, maybe 45 is the number that's coming into my head. But uh, like Bill was bouncing around. Like he didn't just like, AA wasn't as popular then. So it wasn't like a given that he would be in Ohio all the time. Uh, So I think Tom got hooked up with the Ohio people first. Like, because he said something about like in the hospital, they were like, talk to this doctor. Like he, his doctor was like, yo, the shocks are not, doing it man i think you're gonna go crazy again and uh tom was like okay (laughs) like and he's like i i really don't think it's gonna work but uh there you know since i there's nothing that has worked there's these like kooky group of people uh and they they've dealt with like what you're dealing with and whatever they're doing is working so if you want to talk to him like i'll i'll set you up uh so i was like is that dr bob or something you know what i mean but it wasn't it was just some doctor it is crazy to think about that i mean like i'm sure that some people recovered from alcoholism before AA existed i'm positive that's true Mm -hmm. but 
it does appear to have been much more rare. And yeah, that's, you know, obviously the large part of human history, you know? Yeah. And like, just this shit used to be tough. Like I, I make this point a lot across a number of different mediums, but I feel compelled to make it again. And I don't think I can make it enough because I'm not sure, you know, it does, doesn't, I, I don't know that it's like fully absorbed that like uh, whenever you think about, you know, like what was life like in the 1800s, like there's so many gaps, like, you know, so little, or I know so little about it. And I would think that the average person knows so little about it. And whenever you have those gaps and those blank spaces, your inclination is to fill them in with your experience and just be like, well, it was probably about like, I mean, of course it was different, you know, they had this, this, and this different. There wasn't much electricity. So I know that. But like, yeah, it was probably like now, you know, people are people. No, man. I'm but like enough. if every single person who like has an alcoholism impulse is just fucking consigned to it for the rest of their life, there's just a lot of fucking people walking around with fucking, you know, and I don't know. I, I feel like some of the like, uh, I it feels like something that's constantly like, like we might have... Like, I think that people have come up with, like, uh, really good ways of thinking about this that, like, weren't necessarily uh, available throughout time, like, within the last, like, decade, you know? Like, I, I think that the the pro how, our understanding of our brains, like, parts of that, I think, are pretty fucking cutting edge. And, you know, that means they weren't available to whatever. Like, I, I just don't think that I would have had as good a chance to, like, uh, feel as, uh, I don't know enlightened and control myself to the extent that i am if i was trying to do it 40 years ago yeah i suppose i mean i, I don't really feel it's super in control of myself or, you know i know what you mean i agree but like you know i hopefully you also know what i mean yeah i do i just don't yeah. want to just yeah, be yeah. like yes i do know what you mean though yeah for sure uh i don't know man i feel like really just recognizing how little in control i am makes me feel more in control yeah, no, I think it's the first step for sure. I think alcohol is kind of like maybe a modern invention, though. Like the way it's a problem. I think it was like much harder to be a problem drinker for good portions of human history. But like you could still do it. Like you'll be a... Because like they were drinking wine and stuff, you know, like is the instead of water. Because like, you know, the... the yeah, but it was like thing. heavily but diluted. I'm betting, yeah, I'm betting that the alcohol content was like... Yeah nothing yeah that's that's my understanding yeah, yeah yeah like uh like it's like you look at tobacco or whatever like that's been around for a minute but to the way people smoke now is like a documented 20th century phenomenon really yeah edward bernays sigmund freud's nephew like the the founder of modern advertising he uh it's like a very famous like advertising case study of like he basically women did not smoke and he was like i leave it to me and uh he like invented influencers you know like he paid the famous lady movie stars to smoke and then he was like he wrote what they should say and then he got people in the press to be like how are you going to be smoking you're a role model you know and then she was like all the actresses were scripted by bernays and they're like this is freedom like you know i'm a modern woman and uh, they call them like torches of freedom or something, the cigarettes. That's beautiful. And uh, just like women just en masse just like started smoking. Like just one guy was just like told five other really rich guys like, we will get the rest of the country smoking. 
leave it to me. That's like modern day fucking sorcery, dude. That's I've, uh, wild. I've been I've been reading about uh I've done some some Alex like reading and research. And uh, one of the tangential things was I was reading a description of uh, a young man in the 50s, in the early 50s, who was known to carry cigarettes but did not himself smoke. Okay. And the uh, person writing about him was, you know, trying to solve this mystery because it was related to another mystery they're trying to solve. And uh, one of the explanations for one of the impacting factors for why he would carry around a pack of cigarettes constantly, even though he did not himself smoke was, uh, to appease his dad who was always telling him, son, if you want to make something of yourself in this world, you must smoke. <laughs> like the boys are going to like it. Yeah. You know? Like true. fucking, if you want it, like if, if the whole company's taking a smoke break and like you're fucking staying inside and back then i'm sure they didn't even take smoke breaks they just fucking you're lit just up in the ripping office them. the pleasure yeah. of ripping a cig indoors <laughs> i don't know if they enjoyed it as much that's a real short-term thinking though i mean i've lived in plenty of rental houses <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I guess just, that's I, not what you mean. <laughs> I get into uh I, I get some of a cleaning TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> where like people are like deep cleaning stuff. Most often cars. I I find it very relaxing to watch someone take a real fucked up car and okay. like get it looking new. There's oh, stuff man. they can do. I mean, first step is they take out the seats. So it's like that kind of deep clean. They unscrew the seats so they can just get at, the, get at everything. Yeah, Yo, and they'll bolt them back in. Yeah, I know you don't know this, but you're treading on some fucking very, very fresh ground for me. I had a big blow up with the car dealership over whether or not they took my seats out last week. I, huh? I yeah, dude, I got into it. You accused them of taking your seats out, mm -hmm. and I think they did. I still do. They didn't admit it though, but they tacitly did, I think. Uh, but on, on the, as one of the sorry. talks I will see is uh, just people who've been in a house. Who, like there was a guy like cleaning a house where people had been smoking inside for sixty years, and it was yeah, yeah. the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, for sure. So what? <laughs> you got cross phase with them how? Oh my god, man! So did you not want them to take out the seats? No, I didn't ask them to. Like, uh, what if they put them back in? Well, I don't know if they like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like I, I had them, the like gear shift was messed up. So they had to like open it up to put in like a new part or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and then I just had them do like regular inspection and all that shit, you know, nothing mm -hmm. really asking them to do anything about the seats. But then I go to get my car and uh, the seats all the way back. Mm -hmm. you know which is normal mm -hmm. uh and i adjust it as i'm leaving and it's like the smell is like burning rubber and it's just making this like loud screech you know and i'm like what the fuck is this man and uh like the guy that brought my car i'm like yo what's the deal here and he's like yeah that's bad like go take it go take it to this guy uh which isn't the guy that like was assigned to me or whatever, you know, but it, like, it was his day off, which is important. Mm -hmm. um, and so that guy is like, yeah, okay, I hear it. Like, you know, we'll take it in. And then, uh, so then my assigned guy who dealt with me on the intake calls me 
And he's like, yeah, you know, you know, I'd already paid, like, this was an expensive bill. Like it was like $1,500 of like shit already done on the car. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, yeah, so, you know, we, we saw your seat. Uh, I had my guy look at it and he said, it's just wear and tear, you know, so we'd be happy to, to fix it for you, but you're going to have to pay for it, you know? And I just hit him with the, like, this is very disappointing to me, you know, like, and you hear him just like, oh fuck. Like, you know, he was like hoping it wasn't going to be that kind of call, mm -hmm. but I was like, that's unbelievable to me. Like th that is not wear and tear, like whatever, something was off. I, have you seen the Sopranos where Phil Leotardo gets in the beef with Tony? Cause like Tony runs him off the road and then his car gets messed up. Yeah. And so like Phil has to bring it to big pussy shop. Mm -hmm. I was Phil leotardoing out. Like mm -hmm. I was just like, it, it was off its axis, dude. Like it really was like, and he's like, no, it definitely wasn't. And he's just like, we didn't move the seats at all. And I'm like, yes, you did. How, how what was I adjusting? You know? And he was like, well, you know, of course we moved them. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. And then like, he's like, thank you for telling me the truth now. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, like if you never move the seat, you know, and I was like, I do like my wife and I, you know, we share this car right now. Like it's, we move the seat constantly. This was not happening. Uh, and he's like, well, it's wear and tear. Like my guy can tell. And I was like, I then had a moment of like defeat in my heart. Cause I was like, I'm not taking them to small claims court or whatever. You know what I mean? I want my car back. So I'm just like, all right, so so what's your deal? And he's like, well, well, what we're gonna do, you know, I'll have my guy open up the seat, he'll do a diagnostic. And she, oh, I was like, I'm like, motherfucker, dude. Like in my head, I'm like, I got him, dude. I'm like, diagnostic, what? Like, and he's like, well, we gotta look to see like exactly what it is. I'm like, sounds like you were pretty confident that it's wear and tear. There we go. <laughs> like, for if a you guy. don't know what the problem is, then how can you be <laughs> yeah. sure what it is and it's what like, it isn't? I would, you know, add some nuance. You know, like you're talking in some firm absolutes for a guy who <laughs> hasn't even done the diagnostic <laughs> exactly, yet. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So well, he was like, well, but and so we then I made that point where, and he yeah. just didn't care. And so anyway, I, I got to pay the thing. No, he, he kept going. Like he was like, well, we know. I was like, yeah, you know. I was like, well, maybe it's that guy. Maybe he knows that he did it. Like I was like, is he the guy that worked on the car? And then he was like, sir, hundreds of people between moving your car, bringing it here, bringing it there. You hundreds know, i know i was there's like there's no way that dealership employs I hundreds know. and i was just like are any of them you know overweight are any of them you know what i mean like okay and he, we don't accept that on this podcast. well i'm just saying like no we don't <laughs> accept you you're just saying you need an apology to the community i apologize to the community thank you uh but I, I, well I'm we're just, allowed to use seats the same way as everyone else is you think that we don't deserve seats <laughs> you know what that, you're giving me uh, it's true i went slime ball lawyer just giving every argument that came into my head so mm -hmm. i did say that to them like i he was like because dude you it could be anything but i'm saying like uh <clears throat> i feel like i don't want to emphasize that point it was just one of the many things i threw at them uh and he just kept denying 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 and then I was like, all right. What well, if a Native American sat in it? That was probably one of your arguments. <laughs> That's the kind of offensive stuff you're Are you insinuating out. that Native Americans are overweight? No, but you would. Uh, no, just that. I can't I'm, I'm you, just saying it's, it's unrelated. Can you chill out with the fucking. This is a comedy podcast, but not a, we're not edgelords, dude. With the no, racist no, humor, I'm not, it disgusts uh, me. No, dude. I'm saying you. Enough. 
These are the things that Stop you it. say. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, anyway, dude. So I was like, all right, diagnostic then. Let's talk diagnostic, you know. So then you can tell me, you can't tell me how much it's going to cost because you don't know what it is, even though you've told me you know what it is. Uh, so you're not going to charge me for the diagnostic, are you? And he was like, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it. so. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, well, uh, I got to think about this. Uh, and so go ahead and do the diagnostic and then, you know, let me know. Appreciate you. And just like, I could tell he was like, oh, okay. You know, so end the call. Then get the call from him like a day or two later. Mm -hmm. he's just like, yo, I went and listened to it. My guy went and listened to it. He said, there's no noise. There's nothing. We can't replicate the issue. We don't know what the issue is, you know? Uh, so if you want to come get your car, I mean, it's, it seems fine to us. I'm not sure what was going on, but there's no issue happening with your seat anymore. So again, I'm like ready to, to I was about to bring you the way Phil Leotardo brought like a witness, you okay. know, to be like, sit in the seat, TC. You know, and you'd be like, wait, why? Yeah. No, not for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't see weight. So I would have asked you to, <laughs> to sit in the seat. Uh, but like, so I'm like, I am ready for another fight, but I don't see my guy. You know, I just go to get my car mm -hmm. and like, they're like, you know, it's already pit, nothing's charged. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just go to pick it up and I'm like, all right, so. But then I adjusted it, dude. It was better than ever. It's it is in a new whatever they did, like for sure. Wow. Uh, okay. It's okay. Sailing. Yeah. 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 That's good. So I think they did a little face saving. Yeah. You know yeah. Dude. I mean? No Happy problem. To let them have it, dude. I wanted <laughs> like, to save the face. Yeah. You know, yeah I don't yeah, want. Uh, I don't get anything out of you feeling embarrassed. Exactly. I dude. just want a working car with a good seat. So exactly. Dude. Whatever you got to do. All good. I raised my glass, dude. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah. you motherfuckers. Thank dude. you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I might send him a little note, dude. Although I might not because then they might think that I was though. trying to, you know, rub it in a little bit. And I'm not. I'm they could not. be listeners. I hope so. You know? Yeah. 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 Um. So, yeah. Did you uh, did you read any of that uh, Jolly West article I sent you? No, but I have been reading about Jolly West, so I'm I ready to, to a, talk. Give a brief summary. I, to be honest, forgot you sent that of but the relevant facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. They're dude, explosive. I've, do you know? Can I just maybe I don't want to step on your thunder, so you. I just have a little factoid that I suspect you know. Jolly West killed a child. He killed an elephant too. Do you know that? I do know that. <laughs> that shit's fucked, dude. Uh, someone else. Here's the thing that I couldn't get over. Someone was like coming back later. And being like, how'd he kill that elephant? And somehow went to some scientific advisory board and was like, all right, I've got an idea. What if I give an elephant that much LSD and see if it dies? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, go for it. it. Definitely. In Tulsa and it, or something? And it didn't. Okay. Uh, it was in Oklahoma City where Jolly West killed yeah, the yeah, elephant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay. he, he was uh, you know, head of the department at OU. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, fucking wild because he he gave it like a bunch like whenever the elephant started you know acting like he was on too much lsd <laughs> and he needs an elephant can you imagine what was he going gave him a bunch of stuff oh I, no i mean i can't imagine that must like have been like normal times. the end of 2001 space odyssey for elephants <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, because their their hypothesis on how he got it wrong was uh, <laughs> was giving the elephant LSD. No, and no, no, killing that's it. not their hypothesis. Because <laughs> I think that everyone agrees that uh, giving because. It wasn't like just a... I was losing my shit reading about this this morning. I read about... I learned this all this morning. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. uh, elephants have like a state where they are... They behave markedly differently. And they were trying to understand the state. And, oh, you know, that is fucking awesome. Jolly's like uh, working on LSD anyways. So like this is his hammer, dude. And, <laughs> yeah, and, for sure. And he, and he thinks elephants getting agitated is a nail. And yeah. so he's like, okay. no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they, the initial hypothesis on how he fucked this up was that he just did the human weight to elephant weight calculation. Okay. When what the calculation you need to do is elephant brain weight to human brain weight. Like mm. the total weight to the thing doesn't matter that much. Interesting. Whereas like, you know, because you're just flooding it with the fucking, you know, I mean, how much lysergic acid is sloshing around in the gray matter is, uh, is, is the big thing. How are they administering about. it? intravenous yeah i think they just injected him so with you're LSD. telling me if a whale for sake of argument has a human-sized brain that's all we need for a fucking whale i mean there might be other things like you might you think have like west one... ever dosed the fucking whales dude i don't think so he probably learned his lesson dude, after well, you know he was in uh, san antonio big time yeah the, SeaWorld. he killed the kid in san antonio SeaWorld, dude there you go that's true when did SeaWorld start you think it was in the 50s Jolly West was kicking around to like the 90s. But not in San Antonio. He was a crisscrossing man, though, you know? Nah, he was... Uh, the Yo. San Antonio thing, he worked at Lackland Air Force Base. Right, like right, he right. Was, yeah, that's why he was in Can San I Antonio. Can I drop my factoid, dude? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. the elephant. You, pro I think you know this, though. It might be something you're building to. Let's, I'm building to the fact you killed a child. It took place here in Dallas, Texas. No, I don't know any Jolly West, Dallas, Texas Bro. folks. He is the he is the guy that came in and examined Jack Ruby. Ooh. Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, yeah. The government was like, we need a psychiatrist to check him out. Wow. They're like, That's we got not the guy. A, dude. All right. Then you know what? The CIA did kill Kennedy. Yo, for sure. And then jo you <laughs> know, Jesus like Christ. it's documented the Jolly. He's just the furthest thing from like just a safe interlocutor. <laughs> yeah, and no, he like he's like, well, of course I did my usual shit. I hypnotized him and I fucking talked to him. Yeah, and I gave him some drugs. Like, yeah. and he didn't say anything else, dude. For are and those then tapes he, around? Uh, I read this all this morning. Like, uh, but I think it's like very not disputed. Yeah. Like, because he was an establishment man. I would just love to hear hypnotized Jack Ruby talking about Oh, to I don't know. I don't think those tapes exist. No. Well, that's what I want. I mean, what did he even say? Because it does remind me of like a sesh of like out Excel where you just really break somebody, you know what I mean? Or you watch it happen. And it's like, I've, I saw kids just like repeating shit after a minute. Oh, you yeah. know, or parents after a really emotional life skills. And then you think about Jack Ruby, like muttering, like, I'm just thinking about that widow or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, I can see Jolly West, like being like dosing you with elephantine doses and then just being like, think about that fucking widow, man. You have a chance here. You have cancer and you have a chance to make something right. And like, yeah, the, the big thing in the thing I'm about to get to is, uh, like there was a, the, 
author that was relaying all this talked to one of the guys on Jolly's team that was in the interrogation with him. And in that instance, he did hypnosis uh, with sodium pentothal, truth okay. serum, yeah, as yeah. it's known in the culture. Uh, and uh, the the assistant guy was like, oh, I didn't know he gave him that. That's fucked up. You shouldn't do that. And so I wonder, you know, if, if he's got a history of being like, I'm going to hypnotize him and then like <laughs> fucking, you know, pulling some shit. For real. So who knows? But yeah, no, uh, there was, I mean, so many things about this story. I think it was like. Uh, and then just as a reminder for the audience, just sorry, before I forget. Jolly, Jolly's number two in the UCLA program was Sidney Cohen who with Betty was in the pre MK ultra LSD club with Bill Wilson and Tom powers and Aldous Huxley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, that's pretty fucking crazy, dude. It is I crazy. Just wanna, uh, just yeah. That's my last contribution. There's my, play, you know, I'm, I'm on the record being skeptical stage, about man. the relations of uh, MK ultra to uh, our predicament, but, but it all can it's coming it's, together. It's not man. like, uh, you know, the CIA sat down and we're like, you know, we want to, uh, we want to, you know, grab TC and Alex and steer them towards our purposes. But, uh, I, you know, you're not going to say, you're not going to get me, you can say what you want to say, well, was, obviously, cause you're your sovereign person, but you're not going to get me saying that, but I will say that it's clear to me well, dude, that absent CIA action, our experiences would have been different. Yeah, of course. Definitely. For sure. Dude, I have a whole theory I'm working on. I don't want to like give it all up, but there is a riddle I'm trying to solve because <clears throat> there's like that YouTube video of all the pioneers of LSD. In the like one this, in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're talking about how, you know, it's the other guy. It's like, it's not Hoffman. It's like Osmond or something. He's Aldous Huxley's like, bro, the, these two together in their correspondence, like came up with the term psychedelic, came up with the term, not hallucinogenic, but entheogen, like, or like they were like discussing like basically, and they met with Marshall McLuhan like the advertising scholar, the guy who made the phrase, the medium is the message. Okay. Uh, and they were like, how they're basically like marketing psychedelics, uh, including like coming up with that name. Not well enough. I mean, well, but think about it. It's like- If they'd been more successful, I could buy it at CVS right now. And well, for well, that, I resent them. Not necessarily because Jolly West- is on record in one of his early dissertations, like before he's fucking capital J Jolly West, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's basically like, in peacetime, we have like populations of layabouts and fucking malcontents. And they're like, we're not fighting wars with them like that anymore. And they lead to trouble. But they I'm will, thinking of the master. Yeah, 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 for sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but they do seem to form self-governing self communities like out in the rural areas, like given encouragement and resources. This is a Jolly West quote. And he's like, marijuana and hashish are like the best thing for them right now because literally all of their discontent and agreement with each other, which happens like every day because they're fucking dumb, like proto hippies, you know? But he's like, in the quote, he's like, it all literally goes up in smoke. But he's like, acid could maybe even be better. But 
it's important that he's like, this is, Jolly West is smart as fuck. He was like, you got to think about how the law functions as an instrument of control. This is like before Foucault and all this shit. He's like, we just think about it in the brute ways. You can pull somebody over. Or maybe if you outlaw enough drugs, you can just assume people have them and you can enter houses with like no knock warrants and shit. Like he's like predicting the future. And he's like, but if we outlaw drugs and then we are the only ones controlling them, we have to understand that that will create an outlaw culture. And that is like, they're not going to use it if we're cool with it. Like basically the hippies need us to outlaw this in order for them to think that it's cool. And well, bro. Not with them. I'm, I mean, you don't think that is an accurate theory or you don't think they did anything with that? I'm pretty sure I'd be happy to do it regardless. I mean, like, uh, well, now, but there's a lot of people, a lot of people drink alcohol. Yeah, but more drank during Prohibition. I don't think that's true. I've seen Boardwalk Empire three times. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know how Jolly got his, uh, like, you know, entrance into the, like, how he sort of gained his status in the CIA? Uh, uh-huh. the fucking uh, you know, when, whenever we've talked about MK Ultra, like one of the er- origins of MK Ultra is, uh, I mean, like kind of the start of the idea that the CIA believes that it needs to find a way to control people's minds and plant memories and manipulate memories is during the Korean War. Uh, captured Americans went on, you know, Korean television and Chinese television, whatever and uh, admitted to and said they were so sorry about the chemical warfare they'd been engaging in. America continues to deny that it ever engaged in in, uh, chemical warfare in the Korean War. Uh, As far as, like, the stuff that's been... Yeah, I mean, that that happened a long time ago. They've declassified some of it. And uh, the answer... I I looked into it. I would say I'm still at a I don't know whether or not we used chemical weapons in the Korean War. But uh, so these people said it, and, like, you know, they're... Americans are watching these servicemen say things that the Chinese have, you know, fucking planted in their mouths. And they're like, they must have brainwashed them. Uh, brainwash, like, is a translation of, like, the Chinese term. Oh, it doesn't enter the lexicon until this. Right. This is where the word comes from, is that they're, like, fucking looking at what happened to, to these POWs and being like, they've been brainwashed. And they're like, well, if they can do it, then damn sure we should should be able to do it right uh in jolly's role in this entire thing like how he you know is like around any of the people that go on to make decisions about who's staffing mk ultra is he's the guy that's brought in once they get the pow's back to kind of try and figure out like how oh, all this happened okay, nice and, oh uh, nice despite Did he write that study uh well i mean like i i don't know i don't know which study you're referring there's to. like some i've never read it but like they always refer to it like when you know the i never really knew that i knew there was something with chinese prisoners you know it's what you're talking about though yeah like basically somebody wrote for the government a, a Fuck, study it might about be. it uh but like in it, this is weird since like this this finding did not cause them to cancel mk ultra like mk ultra hadn't like started yet i don't think uh but like uh they, they like once the germ of the idea of like maybe we can plant memories was there yeah. the fact that they learned that the chinese hadn't done it in the way that they thought didn't really deter them <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah they were yeah, like yeah. well we should still find out how to do that it would be great because his finding was uh just sleep deprivation 
Like, they just made it so they couldn't sleep. And uh, at the end of, you know, fucking a week of no sleep, you'll say what they want you to say. Definitely. Um, But yeah, so... We're talking in San Antonio in the 50s. A lot of crazy things about the 50s. Like what I was saying about the 1800s with alcoholism and everything. Uh, Our our scene opens with... uh, Two children under the age of five playing together in the parking lot of a bar where their parents are inside drinking. (laughs) (laughs) And no one has a problem. Like, it's like, you know, I'm sure the good parents in the neighborhood would be like, I don't know if I'd do that. Yeah, But like, it's not like the police are called, which five minutes in, in the parking lot of any bar in Dallas today. So, okay, let me ask you this, though. Okay, there's still bad parents in Dallas today. They're just like, fucking doing dabs at home or something sure you know uh do you think that population of like bad parents is steady or like how flexible do you think it is like depending on societal breakdown that's a great question i haven't thought about it much i would anticipate that we are making progress i believe that we do okay okay like don't like i mean yeah that's don't you think that not like i don't think that we're single-handedly solving it but I do believe that in a tiny, barely perceptible way that we are helping. Okay. And I think that there's a lot of people like us, and they're all trying to make it better. And I don't think that their efforts are going for nothing. That's good. But what if, what about in parts of the world where like society is not good? Do you I think, think that there's still people that want to then make the population it so is better. bigger. I think that you know kids who have bad parents. I mean, like. It's kind of hard because you sort of have to have a parent that's bad enough that you like you look at the thing and you're like, I want to do better, but not so bad that they fucked you up so bad that you can't do better. But right. like there is going to be someone in that sweet spot for, you know, every society. And those people are going to be trying to be like, I'm not going to dude. most people I know look at their parenting situation, certainly my parents included. I think and, you like, might look be... back at it and they're like, I'm going to do better than that. I, I, I've seen a couple things that I know that they did wrong, and I'm not going to repeat those mistakes. You think that's universal throughout history? I think everyone's trying to. Do you think like monkeys are trying to? It's an interesting question. I you don't know, know, like a monkey has like a twinge of like, that didn't feel good when my monkey dad fucking hit me <laughs> for a banana or whatever. It like, seems unlikely, but possible. I would have to talk to a monkey researcher. It's interesting to think about, you know, some monkey had to be like the Jesus of monkeys, you know, like to be like, guys, <laughs> chill. <laughs> I mean, are they chill? I mean, they've probably, well, they're, a, they're a cooperative species, right? And natural select mm. like, well, they're like, they're like us. They like cooperate and compete within the, the cooperative group yeah uh and they form like roving bands and shit yeah yeah yeah. uh so like somebody had to be like yo be in my roving band (laughs) like yeah yeah dude do you fuck with uh the planet of the apes remix yeah i haven't seen all of them but the ones i've seen i do like i love them so much man they are good they're so good uh anyway i was just wondering like what do you think the bad parents did in like the 1600s like there when there weren't bars to leave your kids outside of you know where they I mean are you sure that there weren't they were probably j- yeah just passed out of the tavern yeah you know, kids getting kicked by horses or shit. i mean i think it's just hitting them you know just hitting them more yeah see yeah yeah i think there's like you know for more i think that's our infractions the, the, the biggest piece of progress is like it's basically accepted now 
you kind of got to say something if you hit your kid now. You got to like explain yourself or something. Like it's like smoking. And no one aside from you is hitting your kid, which is It's like smoking cigarettes in a somewhat society. recent like in did uh did you ever run into other people hitting you? I don't think I did. But I think that we I think in like more rural parts of the country Oh yeah, our a, time, a dad at a fucking ha- I might have talked about this once at a haunted hayride fucking straight up assaulted me. There you go. Uh, but he was out of rage. Like, uh, it always is. They'll say it's not, but they're lying. Yeah. I mean, one time I had, a, I've definitely had neighbors be like, Alex, don't do that. And I would hit him with, <laughs> you're not my dad. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, do I even have to say this, Mr. Johnson? Like, <laughs> I mean, can we both just acknowledge you walked into this? Like, and I'm going to go ahead and ride my bike into the sewage ditch. <laughs> uh but yeah so you got you got two t- two tots playing in the parking lot yeah, of a yeah, bar yeah, in okay, san antonio <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of them uh one of them disappeared you know like okay. they, they, oh, the parents God. come out i'm already like uh, i'm in dude what they've happens? lost the tot God they're like damn. where's the second tot uh <laughs> and they uh they that find kid's getting hit because <laughs> it's that <laughs> yeah. kid's fault Probably, yeah. Now, and if they find the tot, yeah, alive, she's getting hit for sure. Man, I remember how fucking mad they'd be at me when they lost me. <laughs> oh yeah, were you a wanderer? A little bit. Yeah, I, it wasn't a hundred percent of the time that they knew where I was as a as a youth. Yeah, I was a big time wanderer. I one time stole my three year old brother, and I was just obsessed obsessed with like sewage ditches. I guess. Oh hell like, yeah! Like this was a different house, but. I took my brother to like a really cool, like flooded sewage ditch and my parents were so pissed. And even then I was like, I'm five, he's three. No way this, like, I don't know how to articulate this. Not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we had a uh, big drainage pipes, like, you know, <laughs> hell yeah. lived on a municipal golf course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were, uh, you know, the, all the water from the neighborhood would kind of get directed to the golf course. So there was like a little bit of a pond yep. kind of thing going like and a so steady was, pond. Yeah. Like what I mean, it was we going up and down. Cyprus, like, there was a like bunch of different kind of No, 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 no. Okay. The, there were some like that, but that's not what I'm talking about. This was okay. like a storm management. Got it, got it, got it. But so like, they had those in Cyprus too, but yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. what I was yeah. referring to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we, we was fucking around in them all the time. We had names for them. Would you like to know? Yeah, of course. What the names of the two pipes was? Yeah. One was called Porn. And the, other <laughs> was called, the other was called Porn Junior. <laughs> It was a smaller pipe than Go porn. on. <laughs> no, that, okay. was, that was how I learned what porn was. I'm like, why is it called that? And they were like, it's what naked pictures are. And I porn was like, Junior. I mean, to yeah. be honest, it sounds like if like Pornhub is Nickelodeon for child <laughs> yeah. porn. That's great. Yeah. Porn Junior. Don't like, let your kids watch Porn Junior. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, so they're they're down a kid. They're down a tot. A search underway for this tot. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't end well. They find her murdered. Fuck. And, uh, you know, manhunt is on. Did Let's she get figure porn out who junior? murdered her. Huh? Porn junior beforehand? <laughs> I, I think that she was in some kind of like a creek or something. Uh, like tossed her in a creek. That's no good. Um, and, yeah, uh, I hate to see it. This is at Lackland? Air Force Base? Outside it. You know, okay. it's in San Antonio. Okay. okay. Uh, but, I mean, you know, not like the middle of the city. Like, you know, outlying areas of San Antonio in the 50s. Yeah. Oh, in the fifties, that must have been like just judging off Dallas history Instagrams. 
Yeah. San Antonio must be the same thing. Yeah. That must have been way out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, they pretty quickly just find a guy wandering, looking dazed and as if he might have killed a tot recently. Jesus Christ. And, I'm getting uh, like so overwhelmed with dread, dude. And so they, uh, you know, apprehend him. Okay. Um, he had like been at the bar, that bar, oh like he'd God. gone there with a friend. Okay. And, uh, you know, at some point had like disappeared, you know, and like he, he's whereabouts aren't accounted for during the time. So the police are starting to take him in when they get like a call on their radios of like, hey, just hold him there. Uh, we got someone else like that's going to take him in. Oh my God. I, okay. See, I'm just like, I've spent so much time just like mindlessly scrolling Reddit at three in the morning mm -hmm. that I have just these little snippets of things that happened and they all resemble each other. And I don't know enough about any of them. This is reproduced on Reddit. Like uh, I'm, what I'm saying, I'm getting like, I'm like, what's going to like, I've read okay. a good Reddit, like, uh, you know, conjecture about this. But I'm like, Jolly West has something to do with this too. I Definitely. don't want to forget that because that I didn't know. Like, I'm like, okay, so the, okay. All right. So the phone call comes in and they're just like, yeah. Just hold them there. Someone else is going to grab about, them. They're men in blocking this shit. Yeah. And like, I think it's like sheriffs from like another county or something. Okay. Uh, but like, uh, they come in, they collect him, they take him to the station where uh, he's interrogated that night by Jolly West, who's hypnotizing him. <laughs> oh, my God. Giving him the sodium pentothal. The, uh, the interview happens in, like, thirds, and the middle third is not recorded, whereas the first and second third, the first and third thirds are recorded. And, like, when they come back into the third third, it's like, all right, so you've got your story, right? You killed this girl. <laughs> you didn't mean to. We all, you know, whatever. And uh, the guy that I was talking about before that was horrified to learn that sodium pentothal had been used, uh, he, uh -huh. he went on to like write a play about how blown away he was by the supposed murderer, uh, like it clicking in his head and being like, oh shit, I was repressing that memory. I did do it. Because he, you know, at the beginning Damn. he's like, listen man, stuff's kind of fuzzy, but I didn't kill no fucking tot. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then... Like Jolly's like, you know, getting like he's using the hypnosis to pull the memories yeah, yeah, out and yeah. like, you know, access the thing that your brain is hiding from you. And so that guy was sufficiently blown away by it. So it's not like in that 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 to me set gives a hint about what's in the middle third, right? What do you think? Well, I you know, I mean, I think that Jolly probably wouldn't love the like being on the record with how much he's suggesting. Right. Like how much he's leading. Cause even the stuff that's on the tapes is like pretty fucking leading. Yeah. You know, like, uh, he's, he's trying to get this guy to say what he wants, but, uh, cops turn off tapes all the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the, the guy, I, uh, the, the murderer, um, was in, I, I, I think, I don't remember this exactly. If like the, the assistant confirms this or not, I don't know. Um, but, uh, Oh, he definitely, the guy suffered from migraines. The guy was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. he, okay. he was stationed at Lackland, the murderer. Okay. He suffered from migraines. Okay. And as part of, like, let me fix your migraines, uh -huh. had been enrolled in a program at Lackland Air Force Base headed by uh, Jolly West. 
So interesting. Okay. And uh, they had that night. Do you know if they were looking for people with migraines or it was just, we'll take whoever, you know? I bet it's based on the, like the Allen Memorial, the stuff in Montreal was like, if you'll come to a psychiatry hospital for whatever, then yeah. like we're going to do our stuff on you. See, that's like so, just whatever we can reel you in with. We don't really give a shit. It just gives us enough cover of like we're trying to fix their problem. Yeah, I we guess don't care you, what the problem you're is. saying it more forcefully, like with the way you put that, because I was thinking like migraines are comorbid with like a lot of psychiatric issues. So the sample of people they were getting was probably like skewed from regular people. But then, you know, when you say like, these are all psychiatric patients. It's like, that probably fucked with the results. But so, yeah, just the, uh, whenever, oh, and like, the other thing I got to say before. You're not even supposed making, to go to a meditation. Drawing the connections, huh? I'm just saying, like, you're not supposed to go to a meditation retreat if you have, like, mental problems, you know? Like, you're supposed to be, like, more careful. And instead, they were like, we'll take all of the crazy people and just fucking smack them with, uh, oh, that was the other word that they he used to call He had some it. memo out there that was like, we're going to have to do this by a couple of different ways. The, you know, if we can get the voluntary ones, that's great. But we're going to have to work with the involuntary ones too. Yeah. Like we're, you know, prisoners, fucking shit like that. Science demands it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what they used to call it, psychogenetics. So the thing that you're talking about of like the, the taking in the mental patients, that's the least morally objectionable people they were working with. Yeah, true. It's just worse from there. Sorry, psychogenetics. Oh yeah, that was the other term before they coined psycho psychedelics. You know, we've been like, you know, LSD mimics madness and stuff. Like that's literally what it was originally called. I saw like, a TikTok. Category. I can play it for you if you want. I bet you'd have a reaction to can it. Can we but take a break before, before we start TikTok time? Sure, sure, sure. But I this know is we're a not separate doing TikTok. Okay, okay. This is just I. I have a TikTok of a woman who uh, took a lot of acid. I was trying to figure out exactly how much acid it was because she says it in there. And so I like I searched that much acid and found other like I found trip reports from people on Reddit that were just like it was extremely intense, but one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. But she's like nine months later, I don't know where I am or what's going on. Like you Right, know. right. But uh but it was interesting just because she's described like you know, the, we've talked and I believe that like, you know, it's it's the putting it's like tossing psychosis in the mix like that's what the drug is doing on light levels when taking when you're taking a little bit and she's just basically describing that like it's still doing that work and it's doing it a lot and it's like you know uh a little bit can be helpful a lot yeah. fucking breaks you yeah yeah i mean i think that definitely can happen i think uh that was another thing that they said like in the shit i was reading this morning like the like uh that's what i think i think maybe aldis and his boy recruited timothy leary to get the eastern establishment on board with lsd as a tool of control and then that they like secretly wanted it to be like an enlight a tool of enlightenment to like a future like brave new world but good uh because like you can kind of piece it together from what they're saying i think most people who've done it certainly everyone's had a positive experience has that impulse right of like i certainly have yeah like we should get everyone yeah 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 but so this is a really interesting thing i think it's in that video from the 80s 
But actually, I don't. Be, well, maybe. I think it's Aldous Huxley saying it, who, by the way, died on the same day as JFK. Interesting. Uh, I mean. It's just the fact. Just it. in a different year? I, no, the exact same day. Oh, so he wasn't in the 80s video. Exactly. C.S. Lewis, Aldous Huxley, and JFK all died same day. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but what they were saying was like they were worried. So Aldous Huxley and his boy, I can't remember his name. I bought their letters today on Amazon, but I haven't got it in the mail. Of course you did. Uh, dude, I was reading them, like just, you know, the excerpts. That's where they were writing back and forth about how to brand LSD the right way. Mm -hmm. And they seemed like very deliberate. So like... uh you know, they, they were like, the key thing to remember about LSD is suggestibility. And that's why like the term set and setting was so important for the way that they like rolled it out. Yeah. Because, and, and they said like, I'm it, sure that they know what they're talking about, but I don't know if that like got, jumps out to me. What do you mean? That you're like that much more suggestible? Well, it, it wouldn't be that good if it did you would just reject what you were being suggested. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think that's like the thing, like they, they were saying, so the other thing they were trying to say was like, look, that you see the military and the law enforcement communities have already said that we have to take control of this anyway. And they're telling, you know, one out of a hundred people has a breakdown that's the narrative they're saying, take acid, you'll jump out of a window, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we need to counter market that. Uh, like that was later, like in the 60s when it was already going. But before that, that's what I'm saying. I think it's very interesting. So like they were like, it, a lot of it has to do with like your trip sitter and it, that person is good at manipulating anyway and you're in a suggestible state for a lot of reasons and then you're getting like the elephant dose like you can get, you know, a lot of stuff can get in your head. And in, in, regardless of how long it sticks or how deep it goes, it's different. You know what I mean? And that's like what they were kind of trying to figure out. Uh, closed loop on the elephant dose thing. They did give the elephant as much. <laughs> like they tested their hypothesis about whether or not the brain weight thing, that that miscalculation was the key one. And, on another uh, elephant? And Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, it did not, that elephant didn't react the same way and it didn't die. So they think that the Fuck. stuff that Jolly gave the elephant to try and snap it out of it is what killed it. Interesting. I think there is a video of Jolly. I haven't seen it, but I read about it of like him among the entrails of the elephant. Wow. Like, it'd be a hell of a thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, dude, they... They said no one from the Eastern establishment when they did the early LSD stuff, like through Harvard, mm -hmm. uh, they never ever described it as inducing a spiritual experience ever. And in that video, I think that's where it was. They were kind of insinuating like that was on purpose. And like uh, Leary was like, no, no one at Harvard ever said this thing has anything to do with spirituality. I think that got invented on the West Coast. And then the Aldous's boy, I think, or one of the West Coast guys is like, oh yeah, for sure, more than you know. Like, that's how we did it. And uh, so it's like, and then they were like, we were actually worried when we first met with Timothy Leary. Like, when we first met you, Leary, your hair was short, you were wearing a suit, 
And when we were, we, we liked you, but we were walking back and I said to Aldous, I was like, he might be too square. And Aldous was like, isn't that exactly what we want though? And it was like, so it seems like very deliberate. In that, that uh, Ken Kesey bus trip across America documentary, they're going, they're going from San Francisco to New York to see the World's Fair. But like the, uh, the like terminus of their trip, like when they start like driving back to San Francisco is a meeting between Kesey and Leary. And that's described as like, it was cool, but they were, they were thinking that like, these two, you know, fucking pioneers of acid were like, were the same and would like vibe. And basically they were surprised by how dissimilar they were. I would, I'm it not, it wasn't the scene that Keezy was thinking. I would think Leary would not fuck with Keezy, especially I mean, they, by then. They respected each other. It wasn't like they were fighting. It, it wasn't like any acrimony between them, but it was just like, this isn't really what I wanted. You know, like, yeah. Kesey's the fucking, you know, uh, guy that's like, like the Grateful Dead, you know, is is Kesey, right? Right, right. Like, they, they started out by playing Kesey's acid parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the acid tests is what he would call them. Right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Lear's I'm I'm suspicious of all that, you know. I'm, I read this, uh, you know, Eldridge Cleaver, the Black Panther guy. Yeah, he was like in Liberia, and uh, or somewhere like Africa, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he was wanted, right? Yeah, yeah, and Kesey somehow like came out there. That's right, I and remember this. Eldridge basically locked him in a room. Like he was like, no one talked to this guy. He's fucking trouble. Like, and he was like, Kesey just wanted to be like, we got to overthrow governments, man. And Eldridge was like, I, this guy reeks of, uh, like, I don't think they called him ops back then, you know, but like, but this is like in the seventies. Don't put too much in that, dude. Well, I, I don't, th I don't know that it, you, you might be wrong. You're confident, but Kesey quickly enters well, I'm into. I'm just saying that's Eldridge's thing. Like dude. I'm Eldridge moving back to boy. Eugene and like, uh, just not doing anything anymore. Like he just lived a quiet life teaching at the University of Oregon and living on his farm for yeah, the yeah, last yeah. 30, 40 years of his life. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I it's like, dude, the war had he just did a fresh happened. air in like 2010. It's like all these people that you're doing acid, like that have all this acid, are like, you know, a lot of these uh, you know, when when they were reporting on it in the seventies, like even Jolly West, I think, said for a lot of the people, they had no idea that they were CIA. Like they just thought they were getting funding from like these foundations. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, it's, it, I don't know. Also like the Brian Eno diary where he's just like, I don't know, it makes sense to me. You might link up as an artist with intelligence communities. Like, you know, he didn't say he did it, but you know, he was like, I can see how so-and-so would do that. They're both help. working in the field of what and people are thinking. If you want to help Kosovo out, you know, these are the people you know, I would do it to help Kosovo or whatever it was at the time. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and imagine like you're doing acid with your boys and like, it's just like, yo, imagine if like one of your boys worked for the government, you know, and was just like, yo, I can get us all papered and famous and like, we can really change the culture for good. Uh, and I'm going to use my CIA connections to do it. Like I, for sure you would do it. You wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I guess it would depend. What do, why do you think I wouldn't? Because I rejected. 
I could just hear you. No, dude, it's not the right vibes. You can't. Yeah, I, guess I, I, I know my vibe detector. <laughs> the government, like, no, I'm staying away. Yeah, I mean, today I like to tell myself that's true. I'll take that as a compliment, but that's, you know, it's I'm saying like, one. I could see myself back then, like fully be, being down uh, or at other times in my life. So back to our murder. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The guy, uh, his friend had described, and then this was consistent with, uh, you know, the people that like ran into him after, like the cops that's picking him up and everything. Um, he wasn't drunk. Like they tested him, you know, he just, he wasn't acting drunk, but he was fucked up. Uh-huh. Like, you know, uh, no one, like, they didn't like test him for acid and he tested positive. I don't, but like yeah. everyone was like, you know, he's like, he's not sober. Right. He's probably on acid. Right. When he kills this girl. Right. And uh, so fucking. He's part of this experiment at Lackland that he entered because of his migraines. He appears to be altered during the incident in question. Uh, and then the final piece of the puzzle, and this is as close as we're going to get to resolution. So I guess you're going to have to make your own determination about, you know, uh, whether or not the things I'm saying are accurate, but I believe them. Um, is just that fucking Jolly's there that night. Like, yeah, that's how dark. on earth did the police like that? It like he just, it, I mean, this is in the fucking 50s. It's not like he was checking Twitter and uh, oh, saw I thought this he thing was, like, about the fucking at girl. Lackland. I mean, he was stationed at Lackland, but then this was like near enough, but it wasn't on the base. It wasn't like Air Force people taking the guy into custody. Like yeah. within an hour of the guy being found, fucking Jolly's there. Like I'll handle this, officer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because he knows that it's fucking this guy that he's been giving acid to just fucking killed a girl. Yeah, and he needs to make sure that everyone like uh, receives this in the right way. Yeah, for sure, dude. Uh, Do you think he was just because that's early, right? This is the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just. Like, I mean, oh, Lackland's fuck, like oh, the first fuck. step of his career. He goes from Lackland to OU to UCLA. I mean, he must have been freaking, dude. You know, it's like this is my first job dude yeah <laughs> like fuck yeah like, uh dude he's a i think he also like by the end just kind of like chilled out i think he's dead now yeah. right uh-huh uh yeah the anecdote i just related is uh it's contained in the book chaos which i have not yeah, read i want to read that i have okay it. cool uh it's it's about the manson murders yeah yeah so the fact that that anecdote is included like how they like justify a chapter on that i want to read the next chapter of like how we connect this back to the main point definitely dude i uh <laughs> i'm an idiot dude i'm like i uh I got into an argument with my wife last night. I she she's not like a true crime head, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she likes like Hannibal, you know? Like uh she'll watch a uh, the movie? The TV show. Okay, okay. Uh you know, like she I likes, was like, how would you not? She'll watch like spooky stuff, like you know I what I mean? Like stuff. I don't I'm aware that like the true crime podcast woman is like a type of woman and that's not what she is. So I don't want to make her sound it's like cool that. It's cool if she would be, dude. I think yeah, fucking, it, it wouldn't be I, like, I think true crimes are cool. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I suppose I, I listen to Serial like everybody else. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dude, people at work were talking about it. Good. Uh, a, I mean, you know, my fucking field came up a lot. Definitely. It's probably the number one most impactful thing that happened to the field. And Rogan. Uh, dude, Rogan owes his thing to cereal. Rogan's a slow wave. 
but yeah. you know he's really made a difference you just don't like i i guess i'm interested in your experience because well i was gonna say you don't meet people that listen to rogan but like I don't i've, really I've met listen. you <laughs> yeah but i don't have spotify so i haven't listened since then i can't explain to you often enough you don't need it i know but i personally have not listened since he went to spotify yeah, yeah, yeah. because whatever you're referring to i don't want to know because I don't have Spotify. You don't want to hear about how the pyramids are built with the mines? No. I don't. I. It, it's bad enough you don't that You want to hear I, about the Aborigines reaching South America, just rowing across from Australia? I already know about that. Oh, congratulations, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. I listen to a good amount of podcasts, but I'm big on audiobooks these days or on lectures, like uh, on what Audible. A fucking nerd. The great courses, dude. Oh my God, dude, I listened to some some really good ones. There's one I'm listening to right now by this guy. He wrote a book called Agent 666 or something like that about Aleister Crowley's role with British intelligence. Mm -hmm. Basically got America into World War One. basically. Mm -hmm. uh, and like did a bunch of other shit too. Um, but so that's like this guy's main area of expertise. He started out as like a scholar of Russian history. And uh, so the courses, the course that he has on Audible is Secret Societies. So it's like 26 lectures, half hour each about a like kind of secret society. He's like, here's how the Freemasons fucking started the Bolshevik re revolution. Like, Really? Yeah, I mean, he's a real professor of history. I like. Some, I found uh, out about the Freemasons at Excel and was pretty fascinated, like blown away. Like I, I was like, this is the most interesting thing I've ever heard of, and uh, kind of stayed there for a while. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I found out that a guy at work was uh, <laughs> was a Freemason. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like, just based on like, no offense to him. Offense to him. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 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 it seems like a lamer Boy Scouts, to be honest. He kind of makes that point over and over again, like because yeah. he is. That's what I'm saying. Like he's not a like he's a respected guy, like at University of Michigan or something. I don't know if that's where, but you know what I mean, like a real school. Uh, so he's like very like here's what we know, here's what we don't know, and he's basically like we're the Freemasons, like cover for this, like. He goes through the French Revolution, American Revolution. So like in the French Revolution, like the main like propagandist, Camille Desmoulins was for sure a Freemason. Uh, like the, the main like head of the most revolutionary district in Paris was a Freemason. Robespierre like appears to have been one, but it's like not at all clear that that means yeah that, like what role that played exactly you know? it was like kind of a it was a much more popular thing for a certain class of guy uh and it was like he, his point is basically it's much more likely it was like the setting of a social scene that had a lot of intrigue but it's not like they all go to meetings and get their orders from the head mason to yeah. like go start the french revolution yeah uh, and they're constantly like springing up new chapters and shit uh, so he's like, he's pretty good with that shit. Like he's like, he'll definitely be like the Da Vinci Code said X, Y, and Z, but then he'll be like, that's not really it, you yeah. know, which is a good mix. That's what I like. That sounds right. Uh, so it's pretty sick, dude. He had one, uh, an episode on the Irish revolution guys. Let's do it. Bro, 
Did I he, had no idea. Did he go into Patrick's Patrick Pierce's uh, background? What is it? Who I don't know. I think we've talked about this before. I surely would have fessed up to you because I'm not trying to hide it from you. What you've killed people for the cause? <laughs> Where, well, obviously, dude, it's a fucking war. <laughs> no, it's worse than that. <laughs> That's not even a bad thing. To just fuck. They're them. fucking Yanks or whatever. I don't know. Brits. Brits. <laughs> we weren't worried about America. America or were was you? helping. Yeah, yeah, true, true. He he talked about that. Uh, nah, dude. One of the guys was fucking roaming the countryside, putting it to young boys. Like a pederast? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's part of Irish culture. Like it's part of the revolutionary stuff. Like he's going around place to place, like, you know, rabble rousing in every town. And then like the sympathetic family in that town is like, oh, it would be a, an honor to host. For you. sure. For sure. Yeah. And we don't have, you know, we're a family of little means. All we have is a, spa a spot in our son's room. Uh, we hope you, that that's enough. Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. Actually, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. The honor is mine. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Crowley's Dying thing for was country, like, though. he would pretend to be gay or bisexual and like root out who was gay. And then he would go back to Britain and be like, yo. This really? Guy, this guy's gay. <laughs> like, that was like his main operation, it seems like. <laughs> just wow, being like, this what? guy's gay. It's and then he up. would like break up secret societies by just like introducing sex rituals. So just everyone would get upset. In the course of reading about Alistair Crowley, or not Alistair Crowley, in the course of reading about Jolly West, um, they made mention of... Like they were talking about, like you know, they'd found a document. So some of the MK Ultra stuff, like all of Jolly West's personal files, are available in the UCLA library. Yeah. Oh my God, those keep coming up in my Google's. I want to go, man. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> like, it looks. Tight. I mean, you know, first of all, visiting the UCLA campus sounds fucking tight. Yeah. Uh, in two, yeah, dude. I bet we could find so much good stuff. That would be so fun. Um, and so like among the file, like it's just like it just kind of be like thrown in there, you know? Like he, he appeared to have uh not kept everything super organized, and sometimes you'll just find a fucking letter from Sidney Gottlieb. Head, nice. of, head of MK Ultra, like uh, you know, Whoa. tucked in amongst the stuff, and so uh, it, it talked in the uh, it was the Intercept article. There was, or it wasn't an article; it was an excerpt from Chaos that was pre pre printed in the Intercept. Okay, and so in that, it mentioned one of these letters that uh, Gottlieb had a pen name had the same initials. It was a uh, Sherman something. Okay, Gottfried. Sherman okay. Godfrey. <laughs> and I was just like pictured him putting on mustache glasses. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh he had like a fake chemical company. Okay. Like, and so instead of it being like fucking Sherman Godfrey on CIA letterhead, if he's sending a letter, he's doing it with this chemical company and signing Sherman. it Sherman Godfrey. Sherman, Sherman. And so I thought that that chemical company, like I basically I just want to get some merch with yeah, that chemical company sick. written on it like just a hat yeah a big fucking trucker hat with like sure. whatever chemical written on it yeah how dope would that be that would be cool uh so i just googled that i just googled okay. the name of the company and uh a facebook post from like is like the the facebook profile of a blog okay. where like had mentioned it okay. because as it turns out the woman running it 
had gone to UCLA on like a, exp- a research expedition and like she also saw this letter. It was just, it was just kind of like a holy shit. It was fucking crazy to actually like see the letter. Yeah. Um, which you know, correct. Yeah. Uh, but so the blog was uh, it's called a, a good man is hard to find. Okay. Search for Ronald Tamman. Okay. And uh, I've been going with her down her rabbit hole the nice. last week or two. Nice. And she's been researching this since 2010. Nice. So for 12 years, her primary thing. Hell and yeah. like, uh, that's I a wanna, woman after my own heart. I want to paint a picture here, and I don't want to do it in a way that is disparaging because I don't feel like I think that she's crafting a good life for herself that I would presume I, I bet it's fulfilling in its own way. And like, I'm looking at it and I'm not looking at it with disdain. If anything, it's like a slight twinge of envy of like yeah. i know i'm good like I, i'm just I'm, I'm life makes sense when i'm doing that sort of stuff for sure uh but i i get the impression that like she doesn't have a husband okay or children mm. and like uh you know has like a, a brother she's close to <laughs> like yeah, i just okay. i think that she's got a lot of nights that she can spend looking into the disappearance <sighs> of ron tamman yeah well, right you know we all make meaning our own ways i yeah and like that's kind of what i'm saying like you know fucking if she's doing that and then drinking herself to death uh bad move if she's doing that and like instead, diving into a special interest instead like, of drinking herself to death yeah like yeah, i and so go for it. you know her like vacations Find are based around <laughs> Like she's like all the places like mentioned like uh dude she's like zodiacing. Yeah. I love that, dude. I uh, mean it's a compulsion though. Like it's the like, guy the guy that she thinks is like major involved in the disappearance uh retired to like a retirement community course. in inland California. Uh, oh, like nice. uh, Riverside kind of shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, so she like took a vacation out to like just walk around that community. And like, that I think rules. it was in the course of doing that, that she goes in the UCLA's library to see what sort of connections, because I think her ultimate thing, she's convinced that, well, first of all, she proves outright. So the guy was at uh, Miami university, the uh, Ohio one, not the Florida one. And she also okay. went to Miami. So that's kind of where this starts for her is, you know, she knew that there was a guy that disappeared and he did just fucking, you know, someone walks into his room, his textbook is lying open, his car keys and water there. He's not there. Damn. He's never seen again. Damn. That's 1953. Uh, that is so crazy. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I know. <laughs> it's quite a mystery. And so I understand why she could get into it, but she, the, some of the key things that she settles on is, uh, I mean, she's a master of the FOIA process. Yeah. Okay. Trying to get everything. Cause the FBI was investigating the case, uh, and she found reason to FOIA some CIA documents and finds a letter where, I'm trying to remember who the author of the letter is, and I don't think that I'm going to get it. Uh, was just like talking about like as part of uh, Operation Artichoke, the forerunner yeah, yeah. for uh, MK Ultra. Right, is like we need some good hypnotist people. We need someone who's like an expert in hypnotism. And there was a guy who'd written a book on hypnotism in the 30s that is viewed as like the you know foundational text of the field. Bateson. I don't think that's it. 
Okay. Uh, I do. Uh, uh, where's my fucking phone? Surely it's around. Um. So the they have a copy of it at a SMU's library. Nice. So I wanted to know. I was going to ask you. Do you surely you do have to be an SMU student? I was to check literally about books. to ask you. Like, oh shit, you have SMU access. Like, I figured <laughs> you had it somehow. I mean, I know you used to like hang out at their law library. They have a copy in the law library too. They have, SMU has two copies: one in like the general and one in the. I think this changed during COVID, but I think a lawyer they let lawyers into the law library. Yeah. So you, we could go there, and I mean, you can just buy it. But I was just kind of on that the fence book, about Profits, whether or not I wanted to buy and Madness. It. That's how I found all this out because they have it. It's it cost me ninety dollars uh, because I couldn't get it from SMU, mm-hmm. and it's out of print. Worth it though. Yeah, this one you can get some hardcovers of it. I don't, I don't know if it's in print, but like the used ones, they aren't that much. But I, I would rather free, especially if it's available fucking ten minutes from my house. Yeah, I keep telling myself I'm going to become a library guy again. Like I used to like to go and just hit up the stacks. Oh yeah, you know, and just get a pile, take notes on every, just be like, none of these books come with me. I'm just taking notes today. That's cool. And, you know, I like just that. Like yeah, I, I just haven't had occasion to. But there's stuff I'm interested in that I, I want to Have you seen the uh, original copy of the Declaration of Independence? Uh, uh, is there one in D.C.? No, there's one in the Dallas Central Library. Oh, no. I don't think so. Like, I think we've talked about this. Originally, oh, definitely I've told you about <laughs> it. Uh, but like original, not like the one that they wrote. You know? Yeah, they not like, like bought the one, one in the 70s or something. Uh, I think it was later than that, but yeah, there was yeah. a there was a bookstore that was operating in Philadelphia at the time of the Declaration of Independence that went out of business, and they were going through like you know in the process of cleaning it out so it could become something else. Yeah, they were like, oh shit, like you know whenever they whenever they wrote the Declaration of Independence, they printed up copies. Like so they they set it on a printing press and fucking. So this was from a. I was gonna say like, did a guy copy multiples of these out or like? I mean, maybe he did. Maybe I'm wrong because the printing press thing is definitely did like. Ben the, Franklin uh, sign it. Yes, that guy owned printing presses. He would have been like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because like the uh the Irish equivalent, I don't know that there is like a written I, in fact i'm positive that there's not it was just like it was just you know we're putting this together and we're printing it so i mean i guess someone probably had to like put something down to like then you know yeah, do like it the type handwritten yeah like, the declaration does but i'm talking yeah, about yeah. the, the oh, okay, okay. proclamation the proclamation um, of course in the uh so the the proclamation like that's like at least in my mind, maybe I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I don't live there. I'm, could be that I get some of these things wrong, but, uh, I kind of treat each one of those copies as like, this is the thing, like the, the run of however many copies like they were a handing Gutenberg out. Bible. Yeah. 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 And they have one next to, it's the, the first time I saw one, it was next to the, the book of Kells, which Damn. is an illuminated manuscript from like 800. That's buck. Yeah. yeah it is pretty buck. You go to Trinity College Dublin. It's uh they got they got some buck stuff on on display, and they'll show you all of it. It's I, like you know a couple euro to get in or whatever. I wonder like I love books so much. I like reading so much. Like when I think back to the past, so much of what we know from the past is like people that wrote books. You know, of course, all but of like it, right? when you think back on history, it's like that's almost nobody. You know. Yeah. So it's like that first wrote, that wrote a book. Yeah. So that skews most a of those lot. motherfuckers didn't know how to write. Yeah, exactly. Or read. Yeah. And then it's like, 
so what were my ancestors doing all this time? Because, like, no way they were just, like, bookish people, like, for most of history. No. Yet, you know, I, like, wouldn't want, I don't know, it's, like, weird. Were they just miserable? No, they were having a good time. You know, I know some of them. <laughs> it was better, dude. I don't know that it's actually better, but. Yeah, I, I wonder so much about that, dude. You know, Ireland sucked so hard. No. And it's, like. Incorrect. No, that's why they came here, dude. Like, there were more Irish people by the 1800s here than there. Well, after the 1840s, yes. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. This shit sucks. So fucking... It didn't suck. Like, there was a like, fucking potato famine. It wasn't positive. I'm not trying to say potato Yeah, that's good. what I'm saying. But, dude. like, it's not fucking impossible to, like, live out a good life amongst this beautiful scenery and fucking wonderful people. Uh, with a beautiful, deep culture. I suppose, dude, but... They came here because it sucked, dude. And it's like they did do studies that, like, being in a famine sucks. And, uh, oh, wow, yeah. The, like, there are, like, uh, like, it has cultural effects, dude. Like, Irish people, you, you know, once again, I have to tell my credentials. I've seen Boardwalk Empire three times. Uh, and there's an episode that's like, in angela's ashes type episode you know which i haven't seen but i've heard my relatives talk about a lot you know about how much that sucked you know they, that's what that book's about right yeah like how much it sucked that's mm -hmm. what i'm saying so it's like and even like growing up in my childhood i'm like i can think of stuff like that just part of the reason when i had complaints was like a lot of it was like holdover cultural holdovers like uh you know the evil eye concept comes from like uh, Southern Italy, really poor areas. And there's like some similar concept in Ireland, but I don't think it's called the evil eye, but it's like literally you're not supposed to show if you're happy or if you've had good news or good fortune because a neighbor, if a neighbor sees that, that's the evil eye and that will bring you bad luck because the neighbor will become covetous because it's, you know, like a zero sum society yeah that's something i think about a lot like with uh yeah just the, i mean you know no society is a zero-sum society i would encourage those people to adopt a, a growth mindset yeah but uh you know uh yeah I, I wonder what like effect that has on poverty like that if you're for sure in poverty and like you get out of it sometimes it can be brief because you feel an obligation to you know uh like you know if you or I struck it rich, it's not like our like ten closest friends would be fucking struggling to eat. Like they're they, yeah, they'd be I fine. Know so we would, would feel no up, fucking compulsion to be like, I gotta fuck it. I mean, the one time I did think that I was like on my path to unimaginable fortune, I did spend a lot of time thinking about like how could it, like because no one no one I knew had come up like I was thinking I was going to come up, and I was definitely thinking about how to include them because i think that is a universal thing but uh fucking you know um in some people's instance like just getting in mo you know a lot of people's i'm very fortunate uh just getting to like you know where i am now is is considerable coming sure. up and then then you know the, the kind where you're like thinking like how can i make sure that fucking everyone comes with yeah i don't know the i think like some sometimes people, i don't know sometimes it's not good to think about how yes to come a, with. a lot of people are pretty psycho and then like you know this is like a spectrum 
but like you see like on artist social media you know like artist self-help like uh, a lot of artists just don't do their own art they just like get on tiktok or they're just like artists this is what you need to be doing or like whatever you know what i mean like that kind of shit anyway i'm just saying it's like a trope there to be like everyone can't come with you like it's like it seems like it's like a thing people need to hear it it's not true for everyone to i know that's what i'm saying like it's like it, it's all context specific but yeah i do think there's like if you guy talking on the tiktok who i never heard of before outside of this tiktok uh just because you couldn't bring everyone with like you know fucking jay-z probably could yeah but jay-z had to cut people off for sure along the way i think that's definitely what, that's but he's like successful what, enough that like that was a choice there. that he made yeah although uh i'm gonna say trenton new jersey lore you know uh jay-z lived in trenton for a while i did not know that yeah he's got references to it in his raps uh but did they, you see that their fucking weird ass sign got lit up for pride trenton yeah what, what no like the trenton trenton makes the world takes yeah yeah they just like made that a rainbow yeah that's interesting. Like, I wish it was a it's little... It's just so funny to see, like, the cheery fucking... Yeah, uh, like, it's I a wish... beautiful color scheme. And yeah. To, to be lighting up the words, Trenton makes the world takes. For sure. How did you guys ever fucking print that on a bridge? That's wild to me. What fucking weirdos. That was not really in my lifetime when Trenton was, like, really rocking Making? like that. Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like the world is mostly just not noticing. Yeah, man. <laughs> That is like, it never seemed normal to me driving by that bridge. Yeah. Like I was always like, I see what people are saying. Like, this, <laughs> this is really a, quite an attitude. Uh, I wish they like changed it to like Trenton tops, the world bottoms or like something, you know, for pride. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that would be wonderful. Man. I but mean, yeah. yeah, my mom, I guess she works from home now, mm -hmm. but she was crossing that bridge every day every day <coughs> not so, making anything though the uh, uh yeah dude all you fucking i mean she was she was getting rid of paperwork that's mostly her job i think creating it and eliminating it i suppose but so uh anyway this guy so the, there's the guy that wrote the foundational hypnosis hypnosis textbook uh-huh and so that's where, you know, these two guys at the CIA that are talking back and forth about, uh, you know, how are we going to establish the hypnosis part of this project that we're doing, Pro uh, you know, Operation Artichoke. Um, they're like, well, you know, there's a guy that wrote the book. Like, we should just talk to him. Yeah. And it turns out that that guy, the second he published the book was like, I'm fucking done with this shit. Everyone makes fun of me. Is like the fucking weird hypnosis guy. <laughs> like I'm trying to have a regular fucking academic career. I like I found out a lot of truths. I put them in my book, but like, yep, yep done, yep, yep. But he had two uh, like lead researchers. So whenever they contact him, he's like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> nice. But I do have some boys that I want to throw a bone. Sure, 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 sure. And the next gen. Yeah, and so those are presumably the guys that in um, she connects it like uh, to West, like that the guy, like it was it was Jolly West that was working directly with uh, the guy, the hypnosis researcher that the book author suggested, Interesting. and that guy was a professor at Miami University, okay. where the dude who disappeared had been taking his class. Oh shit! Yeah. 
and he had, he had dropped the class like uh, you know, three weeks, whatever. Uh, but despite the fact he had dropped the class, the book opened on his desk when he disappeared is to the section about post-hypnotic suggestion is psychology textbook. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, she's got a lot, of, you know, like all that's like nailed down. Like the guy was definitely the MK Ultra hypnosis guy. He definitely worked at Miami. The guy definitely had the class. The book was definitely open to that. Like all that shit's like, that's your established facts. Uh, she then goes into, I think that her thinking is that he, uh, like was recruited by the dude yeah. and needed to lead a secret life from then on. Yeah. So it was just like, leave everything and go. The government will supply you with the rest. Like, yeah, don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. And she has a whole thing, like the cigarettes thing that I was mentioning earlier of how I, you know, first brought up this topic. Uh, the, the, one of the reasons, you know, in addition to his dad putting pressure on him to smoke cigarettes so he would succeed in the world, uh, <laughs> she thought that it was kind of a secret way for men in the 50s to suss out uh, if someone else was gay uh-huh. because he was gay and he was looking for dudes to be gay with. Sure. That it's, you know, it's kind of an intimate thing to like, you know, be holding Oh, Mad Men the, does that shit all the time, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The gay guys in Mad Men, like they love cigarettes. Lighting each other's cigarettes yeah. is like to show to the audience this is them realizing that the other guy's gay yeah they do that i think that yeah, like yeah. It, i think it was an established known like you know gay guys talking about it in the 50s of like you get the chance like it's the sort of thing that's like so it's a easy chance to, to make intimate eye contact that's yeah it. you're making like, eye contact you're holding your hand near someone just else's hold mouth the eye contact like a do that for long. two seconds too long yeah and like if if they're no then you're like you're not going to be able to take me to the cops because if you fucking grab their jeans, then like you, exactly, your life dude. is over. That's why I'm saying the pedophiles have to have something like that. Yeah, maybe. Like we were talking about that last week. I, I couldn't quite put it that way, but like they have to have something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. where they vibe each other out. There's, a, like, I mean, it's probably different for everyone. You know, well, they're like, not cruising to. to I don't get think that every single off. gay guy was uh, doing the cigarette trick. They probably all ha all had their own tricks, but the cigarette one's common enough. So I, I would assume the same thing with pedophiles. They they've the, got their ways. There's like a hunger. There's like a predatory hunger that that's locked in. Dude, this is kind of funny. I like. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not diagnosed autistic, but eye contact is weird to me. Just like depending on a lot of things. And, I don't like uh, it. I mean, I don't usually like, I don't know, like it can be cool, but uh, sure. yeah, yeah. fucking I was make, I made eye contact too much with a waiter once <laughs> like, mm. uh, like my wife noticed it. Like, uh, <laughs> cause like, I just like, I don't know. I like, I, I guess I read somewhere or something. I was like, I'm not holding eye contact enough, like in life. I, I am always, like, I know that I'm holding it less. And so sometimes I will try and like, but it's I, always so fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know. I like I, I, I know that what I do is atypical, but I don't know how to do typical. Like yeah. I, I feel like whenever I'm trying to like be weird about it, I feel weird about it. Like I, I if it's always like I'm saying, like, you know what, to get ahead in the world, I'm gonna have to fix this, I'm gonna have to be the fucking normal eye contact guy. And so I will try uh to like hold it and it'll be like 10 seconds and I'm like, I'm I, my brain is screaming inside. <laughs> I have yeah. to break it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not really pushing myself to. I mean, I don't shy away from it all the time, but when it's weird, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, but like with this waiter, I was like at that time in my life trying to be like, I'm going to hold eye contact more. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess I gaily held it because <laughs> he Alex, kept, cut that out. He was like, no, he was sending me for the rest of the meal, just being like, mm. like you know, here's your drinks or whatever. Like, yeah. and he wasn't even a waiter. Like he was like, a, <laughs> you know, God, like a, what a mess you'd made of this. A yeah. guy, yeah, you know, the guy the, that brings the stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't think he was actually the waiter. Yeah, anyway, it was like, after that, I was like, no more <laughs> fucking eye contact yeah. experiments. Yeah, uh, you know, Jake's got his one with his uh, grocer. It's ongoing. Oh, my God. I was thinking about that the other day. I think day. about it every day. Oh, I have the reverse of that, man. The guy at Walgreens talks too much. Mm. And he. this is what he's hit me with. He hit me with... He and his friends are Satan worshipers, but only because they worship all deities that are cool. The only ones they don't worship are like a certain subset of Indian deities. Jesus fucking Christ. How do you know this? Crazy people fucking seek me out, man. They, they, dude, how do you stand at the Walgreens thing long enough for him to even like get those words out? It's, it's for those receipts don't print themselves, man. You know? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. so he like yeah he's fucking and then the other day i was there and uh they do for themselves though he yeah that is true he uh so whatever entity oh he was like saying something about the apocalypse mm-hmm. i think he's like crazy then he got an undercut <laughs> uh and then like the other day i was there and he just hits me with oh what happened and i'm like what are you talking about i don't know and he points down at my feet because I'm wearing these slides mm-hmm. with toe separators on. Like, I have <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question, then, dude. I'm with him. What did happen? You fucking like, weirdo. I mean, where do you want to start? But like, uh, I was like, we are not on a fucking toe. Like, and he was like, the toe separators, man. What's going on? You know, I was just like, they're good for your feet, man. Give them a shot. Uh, but walking out, I was like, we are not on a, like, talk about toe separator. Like, I, I don't, I got to find a new Walgreens. That's good. That's good. You got a boundary. They closed my CVS. <laughs> Damn. The one I could walk to. You can't shoplift anymore. I never did. Yeah. Once they started locking stuff up. No. <laughs> At no point. Wait, that one by Taco Z Moss? Yeah. Fuck. That's what I'm saying. Damn. There's I used no to other get, ones I can walk to. I would put in my order at Taco Z Moss. And then I like, but this is when I would drink a lot still. Mm-hmm. And I would tell myself like, I don't like being on my phone like a lot, you know, mm-hmm. like when I wasn't at work. So I would like uh, drive down Ross, order Taco Zimas, walk to CVS and just get a big ass Gatorade in the Sunday Dallas morning news. And I would just read, read it like a gentleman on the stoop of Taco Zimas. That's tight. That's kind of a stupid way to spend your time now that I'm looking back on it. No, I don't think so at all. I bet it sounds pleasurable. No. I don't know. Like, do you miss the newspaper? No. I mean, I never. I was, I took journalism classes in college. And like, you know, by then I had a laptop. So that was how I took in the news. But I was constantly being bombarded by people who's like, one of the primary like things going on in their life was nostalgia for printed newspapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but despite I that, that I I remained above it. I, I mean, my dad still like nine like he's he's moved to the iPad, but like all he's reading on his iPad is a PDF of that day's Dallas wow. Morning News. Respect, honestly. Yeah, 
I I don't know, man. I liked uh, at UT the Daily Texan. Mm-hmm. I would grab one just about every day. Oh, I love student newspapers. They would like report real. Of course, real I wrote news. for mine. Nice. Okay. Okay. Sports editor. Nice. Okay. I'd love to go back to that, dude. I I wish I'm you know all those people and their nostalgia like they're right. If I had gotten to do something and like you know. People got paid big bucks, like not big bucks, but like as much as I've made at my last job, probably. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to be, you know, uh, to be doing what I was doing for the student newspaper, but in a larger capacity. You'd be Zodiac RDJ. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was just great. I loved, I loved that work. It was fun. Um, but yeah, so uh, the lady thinks that, or she's got some questions because there's another <laughs> disappearance that was pretty similar of a west point cadet like two years earlier damn and uh she's wondering if it's part of a pattern of the cia recruiting gay men yeah makes because sense. the taboo against being yep. gay yep. like it was if you were in the military and they found out you were gay you were out of the military and you weren't gonna have a job again yeah. Like anywhere, like, you, you know, could, anytime you applied to somewhere else, they were going to be like, you pervert. Know, yeah, you fucking got kicked out of the military because you were gay. I'm not associated gay. with those people. Get, get out of here. Dude. So like the <laughs> yeah. fucking, the penalty for gayness was like, you know, effectively your life is over. Like yeah, your, yeah, yeah. your income is fucking, sev- like you're going to be poor for the rest of your life. Uh, yeah, they could also, they could like get you to kill yourself. They could put you in jail. And so if you're a fucking, uh, you know, a, a gay guy and this, like, just, it's the sort of, like, uh, this is, I think I, I believe and I assume that you're willing to go with me, uh, that a lot of what Epstein is doing is creating the sorts of, like, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the the yeah. kinds of transaction that he's involved in require trust. And by those, I mean, like, fucking drug and arms sales. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, money laundering. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, money laundering for drugs and arms sales. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That all of that requires trust and not just like he seems like a good guy to me, trust. Uh, I have something that could wreck your life, trust. And these days, that's uh, videos of you having sex with children. But back then, uh, just being a gay man was quite enough to do it. Yeah. And so that's why the CIA, you know, like as the military is like, you're fucking out the second we think that, you know, this is going on with you. The CIA is like, could we go out of our way to convince you to join us? Come be gay with us. They probably had the sickest orgies, dude. I don't know. And to like seal the deal to be like, yo. And this is kind of tangential, but I I always want to get this gripe out there because I do feel it strongly. Um, I, I think I want to get it out there just because despite lots of other people being social justice warriors, and I would <laughs> not consider myself like the biggest one. I do. Uh, you consider yourself the biggest one I or consider you consider you. me? Uh, well, I don't think that that's true. I mean, you know, I do like social justice, but mm-hmm. I don't like war. Um, <laughs> is uh, People, whenever they're talking about like how JFK was covered vis-a-vis the Marilyn Monroe business, Hmm. they're always like the press just didn't look into that it just or like it's not that they didn't look into it it's that they did know it and they wouldn't print it because it's just not the sort of thing that's done right and like you know private life is private life i've heard that 
and whenever FDR people talk about a mistress, uh, I've heard also uh, Gary Hart is uh, viewed as like when this stopped, right? Like you know that that was like a breakthrough, and like prior to that, people you know who you were having sex with just was not something that the press viewed as their role, which is total fucking bullshit because they found out that uh, one of LBJ's top aides was gay and he was out of politics. Yeah, I so that. like it's not like like you know if you're fucking cheating on your wife and uh you know like wrecking your uh, your family uh that's not really the press's business boys will be boys but if it's fucking you know if you're uh you know slightly outside the accepted group the true boys will be boys then uh <laughs> then suddenly uh you know this whole yeah the press they're just kind of about you know it was a better time when we had we respected that sort of nah dude they're fucking assholes They'll wreck people's lives if they're not, you know, in the end group. Definitely. But yeah, um, I think that's all. So uh, you want to you want to take a break and then do this yeah, TikTok yeah, stuff? Yeah. Okay. All right, we're back. I need you to uh, to really emotionally steal yourself. I I felt like from the second that I saw this, I got to do this on this podcast. Okay. I had a lot to say. It was the kind of things that I wouldn't scratch the itch if I just said them to family and friends. And I <laughs> didn't really get the impression they were interested. That's anyways. why we're here. Uh, but I, I think it has a potential. You might find this upsetting. Um, um, yeah, you said that, man. I, you know, okay. So I mean, I guess it depends on what mood you're in. You know, and yeah, like yeah. You, you seem balanced enough right now. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. About Are you in that. a good place in your life? <laughs> I don't like to be for too long. So <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Um, but yeah, so this was, I guess, two weeks ago now. Okay, yeah. Saturday night, uh, the gang's having a great time. We're with uh, some friends at the lake, and to just kind of try and activate that and sort of, you know, make make the most of that that I can. <laughs> um, I'm popping some of those golden teacher chocolates. Okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a kind of mushroom for the uninitiated. Okay. And, uh... No one else. I yeah. I don't think anyone else did at that time. So as a result, I was uh, up later than everyone else, which is normal enough for me anyway. Like I, I stay up later than my wife by a couple of hours. Your hours have been creeping. Well, yeah, I don't have a job anymore. I know. I've I've noticed. This is this is how I want to be, and if if you're not paying me to be another way, then I'm going to be that way. Yeah, yeah. Um. And it's it's been to somewhat disastrous effect <laughs> because uh, I have to, I, or I don't have to, but you know I'm a good guy. So since true, I true. Uh, didn't, since I don't have other obligations, I I wake up with the kid and get her ready for everything. and yeah, like, uh, take nice. her take her wherever she needs to go for that day. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I, you know, my kind of plan is like. I can still stay up till two or three because I don't have any obligations during the day. Ooh, that's tough. Though. I can pop a quick nap, but then they started tearing up the fucking street in front of Ooh. my house. So they're running a fucking concrete saw while I'm trying yeah. to take my nap. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, as a result, I've just been kind of losing touch with reality. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, and the kid uh, is in a, a nightmare phase. Ooh, really? Between three and four every single night for probably about three weeks now. Oh, no. It must be whenever she's getting out of bed that, like, that wakes me up because most of the time I will. And I don't usually sleep so so light, so I don't know what's going on here. I guess it's probably because I'm going to bed at 2.30 
So whenever she's getting out at yeah, three, yeah, yeah. not even really asleep. Yeah. Uh, but I just I hear the, her door hitting the wall. Then I hear the uh, the, the little <laughs> feet on the ground running. Yeah. And then ours is like heavy enough that she can't open it, so she just pounds. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Uh, and she's freaked out. the uh, The other night, it was uh, it was like right around the time I was going to bed, so I wasn't even asleep. So like, whenever I heard the first thing, uh, I just got up and like went. And whenever she opened her door, I was standing there, <laughs> and she was fully not prepared for That's that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, she thought the monsters were real. Yeah. And that they were damn. standing in front of. Oh her. God. Yeah. So there are monsters in the dream. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely uh wolves sometimes Ooh, that's scary yeah um but so uh yeah anyways losing touch with reality but yeah so i was uh i was up saturday everyone else in the house is asleep and uh you know i'm i'm like really feeling my mind is open okay my third eye just you know yeah sure ready to take things in sure and uh this really hit me and so because it's not i kind of say all that because if if this fizzles we all know why (laughs) okay like it might just be that this was hitting me in a certain way whenever i was watching it but it was hitting me in a really strong way like i don't know dude uh i'll I'll tell you folks i did a little crying really yeah just because i i don't know i mean like it's not too early in the morning now it's it's not no one had any chocolates and we're sober yeah so that's what i'm saying it might might not be the same deal but like i'm interested to see what it is because i i copied i i downloaded like i don't know fucking 10 15 of these bad boys okay wow uh because i was just like compulsively do it like i would just i would just watch one and be like i can't (laughs) like i i have to like i have to say something yeah like every in every single one there was something where i was like can't leave that one out i have to say something about this okay wow and so i don't know if like we'll play these and i'll be like actually i don't have to say anything this was a little bit of an overreaction okay um but i just i don't want to steal everyone for that you know but uh i'm excited in a lot of what's going on here is trying to understand someone's entire family life based on three minute clips that they chose to post right uh so definitely it's a hard task and we're gonna we're gonna get some things wrong if we try to do too much guessing yeah um but uh i don't know uh i i still feel fine with it and i i think that she gives away some things that she's not really meaning to give away so okay so this, anyways, this is the lady this is the lady okay uh and this is this is the start of the thread like she every, seems nice enough all the rest <laughs> of the things are her replying to comments on this thread so okay i don't threads on tiktok you get threads going well whenever whenever you like uh comment like you can see the comments okay so like the person who's making the thing um they can like make a video reply to a comment got it and then the comment will appear in the video yeah yeah and you can like click on it and be like see comment and then you can see what the original video is oh okay and so like in this one i'm you know like i've i had to do like see comment like four times to get back to this okay okay but this is the uh the the smallest egg in the russian nesting dolls this is where it all began yeah yeah yeah. okay so here we go i'm quitting we're quitting today i quit I quit. I'm gonna, I stop. I have to stop. I'm quitting family therapy with our son um, because it's too hard. Five years 
we have been dealing with this with General and have I think the son's fought. name is General. General. I think. Okay. That's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> She's already. I don't I know we're a podcast, an audio medium. Uh-huh. But you need to describe visual things. I mean, I'm just saying with like the hand, like she's got the weird, like she's doing a TikTok hand motion of like, I'm making my points, you know? And it's then like bizarre all- to me that like this kind of stuff is being, yeah, filtered through like the TikTok, whatever, like, yeah, just, I don't know. I've, I've been in these spots, you know, and like, like she's doing this cause she thinks people are going to like it. Yeah. And like, it's an insane thing. To she, say. And you can see the wheels turn, uh, the way that anyone gets to it. I'm not even sure that all of them are, or I'm not even sure that she is wrong of like, uh, you know, this is something that everyone's dealing with <laughs> and it's probably hard on people who don't see stuff like this and they feel like they're alone. Uh-huh. And if I can make someone else who's having the same problem, feel less alone. Hey, God bless. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, do you want to be that's, a bad, it's any possible, other bad God parents bless. out there? They won't let us leave them in the parking lot of the bar anymore. <laughs> I know what you're going through. <laughs> but it is also like, I don't know, dude. There's there's some voice in her head. Like, just this should be private. And like, I don't know. It's fucked up to the kid mm-hmm. that you're putting all his juvenile actions on the record. Like, Yeah, this, this is awful, dude. Uh, like, no wonder you've raised the child who is behaving in a way that makes you make TikToks about how you're quitting on that child. This is, yeah, this is a big thing. Like, she's going, yeah. like, you know, her, we'll see. This will go throughout plenty of them. I, I don't know how many we'll watch. Probably not all the ones I saved, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> don't you give me this well, fucking, I need to go to sleep bullshit. I do, eventually. Uh, but nah, dude, be like me. I don't sleep already at all. am too much. But uh, we're only 23 seconds into this one. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we're getting a lot of true, stuff true, on the, true. On yeah, the table yeah. right now. Uh, but yeah, no, she is definitely of the position of like, uh, I am one of the good moms who has had this thing befall me. And like you people that think that like I did something, you just don't understand what it's like to get one of the bad eggs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A we need to talk about Kevin type kid. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And as I said the other time, her that hair movie looks was good. mentioned. Her hair does look good. And I like that she like very coolly is displaying her multiply pierced ear very mm-hmm, prominently. Mm-hmm. She looks great. Which is, um, I'd stop to see what she has to say on TikTok. But just I, 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 I don't know that I'm ready to uh, fully agree with her that she's done everything right. <laughs> Maybe not. Let's hear. Okay. I'm quitting. We're quitting today. I quit. I quit. I'm gonna. I stop. I have to stop. I'm quitting family therapy. Don't smile with too much. our son um, because it's too hard. Five years. We have been dealing with this with general and have fought and battled and just done everything, seen everyone, gone everywhere. So much effort and work into trying to find solution, into trying to get people to build a solution, find a solution, because there aren't any solutions and there is no support. So we've exhausted every resource there is available to us, to him for mental health in the entire state. So many times we got blamed for it or we were told 
that we should be able to handle it at home, that we should be able to take care of things, that maybe we just weren't doing something. Maybe there's a new strategy. Maybe I'm teaching you strategies. What do you mean have I done all the strategies? I'm teaching you things you didn't think to try before. You're calling me for help. You're supposed to be the people. We turned him over to you to ask for help because he's dangerous. I see all of these stories of all these people all the time about their kids hurting their other kids or their kids hurting them and they don't know what to do and they don't know where to go. And people tell them, take him to the doctor. Go get him help. (laughs) Why aren't you doing enough? Why don't you spank him? Why don't you give him more rules? Why don't you love him more? Hug him more. Buy him less things. Buy him more things. Get more sleep. Get less sleep. Feed him different. No more red. No more red food coloring. That's going to do it. None of those fucking things are going to work. His brain's broken. He's a bad egg, guys. His brain is broken. It doesn't work. He is a sociopath. A tiny baby sociopath. We're supposed to have family therapy this afternoon, and I just got another email about his night last night. He's continuing to tear up the unit, be physically and um, aggressive to people, property damage, break things, say, kick me out, kick me out, and laughing about it. And I'm done. Today, I'm done. I'm done with that. I don't want to sit in family therapy when we're there for you, trying to help you sort it out, trying to give you the support. Killing myself. I'm killing myself over this. Go ahead. And I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I quit. We'll see how it goes, but I quit for now. I can't. I need to regroup. I can't do it. How are you feeling? You know, she sounds like she's having a hard time. That stinks, man. You know, that really, my heart goes out to her. I hope she gets through it. I have sympathy for anyone locked in a cage of their own making. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Or anyone locked in a cage of their parents' making. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess I, if they're hurting your other kids, you know, I don't know. She gets into that more. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, that's where I'm like, if he's like, I don't know what the exact proper term is. I, I am trying to be sensitive. So they, they are trying to make a term like, cause they got rid of Asperger's Mm -hmm. and you're not supposed to say high functioning autism or low functioning or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, like I saw this paper where they're like, some researchers are like, we we have to have a distinction for, they want to call it profoundly autistic, which sounds like, mm, right? I let's mean, go backwards. I know, right? Yeah. But if it's like something like that, where it's like truly this kid is having meltdowns where like just the sensory world is too much and he's lashing out at anyone around. Yeah, like the him. tearing up the unit. Yeah, but it's like what that kid needs is something much different. That's not a be a bad egg. That's a sensory processing nightmare of a life that like he needs sympathy. I don't know. I'm like trying to imagine the most sympathetic case for this woman to be like, yeah, okay, yeah. let's imagine a truly out of control child. But then you can't. The be more of these I watched, the the more I uh, was drifting away from the connection of sympathy I was feeling towards yeah, her. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy. Like, but I, I uh, but I I think it, you know I don't know I, I I think it's an appeal to my better nature to try and be sympathetic to her, and I would like yeah. to. I mean, 
you know, as we go along, I think it will become more difficult. But you know, maybe yeah, I mean, you'll I'm have already a different not really super inclined to be. No, I'm not sympathetic. Like I was like, I yeah. if she were my mom, I would not want to be in a psych ward, but I wouldn't want to live with her. Like she seems awful, and like if she's already saying stuff like he's a bad egg, he's broken, but also like the experts need me but there are no experts. That's my frustration is no one is out here telling me what to do or whatever, you know? I mean, it's like get a fucking internal center and figure out what you need to do. And it is gonna involve loving that kid more because I'm not saying you haven't hugged him or whatever. God knows I recoil at the thought of a hug from this woman, but like whatever this is, it's not loving. So you're gonna have to do something that's not talking shit about your kid yeah, yeah that a, that's kind of what I was what was really speaking to me in this viewing of the clip was that she is simultaneously like someone please help me and also like but I do have all the answers. Like and I and all your suggestions I know that they are wrong. Like everyone who says I should love my kid before you think I should love him. Great. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. No, she like, did do the laugh thing when she said sociopath too. Like she like laughed over that too like yeah she's very con projecting confidence over a paper thin confidence over like a gaping hole of insecurity i would say that's where i do feel bad for any but just like doesn't seem open charge. like if someone were to come along that actually did have the answers i see no evidence that she would hear them no she's already determined that there are none yeah uh, yeah and that's what sucks because like your parents' voice has a lot to say to you. And it's like, if you, even if this kid has reached the conclusion, which he will hopefully eventually, that he has to disregard this woman, like in her opinions about him, what general's gonna have to do that for his own mental health, because otherwise he's gonna believe that he's a broken, bad egg sociopath for the rest of his life, which is like, I will tell you, you gotta filter out, I would say about 70 to 85% of the posts on the various subreddits about sociopathy and psychopathy and all this shit. Uh, it's actually sometimes easier to go to like narcissistic personality disorder and just look for like psychopathic posts. But I mean, this, this kind of like mothering, it, it's, I'm troubled by, there's like a, a trend in the, in the popular discussion about mental health to, it's a reaction to a concept from the 60s called like the schizophrenic family structure or something. And in particular, the refrigerator mother model of like cold mothering produces like autistic kids or psychopathic kids. And there's like a book that came out like a couple summers ago, like River Valley Road or something, like a family had like Blue seven- Blue River Rock. Maybe. Uh, no, I'm fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> they had like seven schizophrenic sons. Oh, and Jesus. Like, uh, they like in the 50s or 60s. Mm -hmm. And like the book is about how like at the time they thought it had to do with the family, but now science tells us it doesn't. You know what I mean? But I'm like, some of the science, it's the same fucking crisis because the market for how do you deal with troubled teens or, you know, that's our fucking particular concern, mental health crisis teens or whatever. A lot of it is, this woman is a caricature, but she's representative of something. That's why TikTok picked her up and why she was popular. And a lot of it is, I wonder if there's a market to just be like the medical model and the broken brain and all of that. Like that's all kind of bullshit. Like it's, it's not as scientific as they make it seem when they just yeah. point to brain scans. 
but it lets these people completely off the hook. And maybe it's just because, you know, we were on the end of this again. I wouldn't put my parents on this level. My parents would never make a TikTok, thank God, about it, I don't think. Uh, but thank God for that. Like, yeah, dude, there, I listen, I've got a lot of complaints, but uh, thank God my mom wasn't the kind to be like, this is good for my blog. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, cause this, uh, her, she's a teacher. Like that's geez. what the TikTok started as. It's okay. like, you know, Hey, just, you know, trying to help fellow, fellow educators out there. Wow. And okay. just this other stuff was going on. And so like it spilled over or whatever, but like, I don't know if you can see it or handle. It was like a general education. General, I guess. Still. Oh, yeah. oh, then maybe it is just fucking uh, about the kid. I don't know. Interesting. But in her bio, like it says teacher. She's looking at me like a teacher. <laughs> yeah, I know, up. dude. Uh, but so this is this is another, you know, this is where we okay, start yeah, the thread. Yeah. The, this is a comment that she's responding to. The comment says, uh, I can hear the exhaustion in your voice and see it in your eyes. I don't I'm see so it in sorry. Eyes. Well, I, you she seems know, pretty energized. I want to try and like connect with the energy of the comment, right? Sure. Like that's a that's a because she'll get to other comments where uh, people are taking the opposite tact. Yeah, and I don't feel them. Okay. You know, like I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm not here to like, you know, I've got my quibbles. Right. But like, you're a bitch, and I hope you burn in hell. That's not <laughs> my sentiment. Okay. You know, like I just I don't. One, uh, I just don't think that's how any of us should roll with anyone. Sure, you know, okay, like okay. you know, there's uh, the, the the beautiful light of humanity in every one of our uh, fellow men. I'm looking for it. <laughs> yeah, and we always should be. And if we come disconnected from uh, from it when seeing it in others, like it's uh, we're disconnecting from it in ourselves. That is true. True. This comes at a cost. Dissociating. And uh, the other thing is, uh, fucking this shit is too important to me. Like, I don't know how. And I'm probably just not, you know, the, the most I think I could do is, is do this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, sure. I want to change her mind because I know the stakes for her kid. Mm -hmm. My parents have had ideas like this and I know what the cost was in my life and it was extremely fucking great. So like it, this is yeah. too high stakes of a thing for it to, this to be like, I'm going to take my emotions out on this and act only out of emotion and just like tell her to fuck off. Like I, you like, because whenever you're doing that, like you've stopped trying to convince, you know, sure. like you're not like reasoning with her. You're not attempting to persuade her of your view of things. You're just yeah. yelling your view of things at her in a way that you understand she's not going to receive. Right. And like, I don't know, dude, the ideas that I have in my head about this, like she needs to receive them for the sake of fucking general, dude. Like, I so, so I wouldn't communicate with her in that fashion, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, you know. I don't know. I'm less concerned. I don't know if she'll even hear this. She probably but won't. If other people do, I think this is a really good example. And I think what you just said is a good point. Like, um, I think that's what I'm saying. I don't really see it in her eyes. I think her, I, I see a shut off in her eyes. Like, uh, and I've, I've, I see the same sort of excitement to talk to my fans on TikTok that I see in every TikTok yeah, video, like which deadness. is unsettling in this context. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, and I think, the disconnect from the humanity in someone to to with to keep it going you have to you have to keep disconnecting from yourself from the part of you that knows this isn't the right move like just saying i'm quitting on my bad kid 
is not the right move. And that's why she is awkwardly laughing over like the most extreme parts. I think a lot of what's going on, the, the, there were several times, like I, I kept notes as I was uh, watching these and in some of the later ones, I, to me, it became more obvious of like, she, this whole thing is like, uh, she knows what she's doing is wrong. And so yeah. she's trying to like explain to TikTok how it's not wrong because she has to do something to quell the voice inside of her that's telling her the truth that it is wrong. Yeah, and it's like, she was like decompensating in the last one of like when she started saying like the opposites, like it's this, it's this, it's this. And it like, that seemed to me to be probably a pretty good picture of her intra-psychic state. You know, she's got a bunch of competing mantras none of which have availed her of anything like i don't think she feels yeah. good about herself which like that's when i really i do sympathize like that's the root of mental illness what a terrible feeling that like i'm trying these things and like every time i try them i'm like it's gonna be this one and then like it, and it's like that's such a gift that that like the hope you know, like hope is a wonderful right, gift. Right, right. And like it's a gift that she is fucking losing if she hasn't lost it. And I mean, she's pretty much saying she's lost it. And I don't think she's fully has. Yeah, but when did her but, son lose it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. with, with someone like this raising you. Oh, yeah. And it's like that same dissociation, he's not an adult. And so like when you say he's he's freaking out, laughing while destroying property and threatening people or whatever, that's his Sounds version. Sounds like someone in a lot of pain. Yeah, so somebody needs to be the person to connect with the pain first, and it's the adult. Like that's yeah. our job as parents. She's yeah. failing him. Yeah. Like, it, and she's looking for validation, and I'm not here to give it. But you know, anyway. I, I just wanted to do an update on this now that it's been about six weeks since we quit family therapy. If you're not aware, go back to this video and take a look, and a couple others. Um, our kid has been in residential treatment and jail one or the other for the last four years. He is going to be 15 in October. So with the advice and going over it with um, the family therapist, we decided to pull support from family therapy and we were not gonna engage in family therapy to put the impetus on him to actually participate in therapy because we have been in a quid pro quo situation, a repeating cycle. That's, I read that in the Bible. Doing that okay love for a minute score. so that we will send you something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do something I was in my or... wedding vows, actually. <laughs> yeah, the, the love should keep score. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quid pro quo is so important. <laughs> yeah. There's a checkbox benchmark that he knows he needs to meet um, to progress. And, um, it's just not helpful, right? It's the same cycle. Um, every three months, it's resets. It's the same exact thing every time. And we said, no, we need to disrupt this. We need to stop this. He has to figure out that we can't do this for him. And our participation is not what counts. It's his participation that counts. So what has the result been? He um, stopped calling us, stopped calling my mom because... He didn't have anything to ask us anymore. There was nothing. He knew we weren't going to send him presents and we weren't going to um, engage. And he only calls us when he needs something. So we did not hear from him for, for a month, a month to the day. A month to the day, he called me to leave a message um, on Easter to basically try and poke a fight so that we would call him back and left a message saying, I'm doing this. You don't like it. Like, to poke at us about something that's not even a big deal. My child was acting childish. And yeah. Then How mature. I spoke to him three days later when he called for the first time. And he only wanted to let me know that he broke his glasses and hadn't gotten a new pair. And he didn't think that he was going to be able to get a new pair. He needed me to help him get his glasses fixed. Didn't ask about us. Didn't care. Like, just... 
that was it. That was the whole conversation. He has had only a couple of incidences, normal actually, incidences, playground boy things on the basketball court, which is actually really good because that's how bar, that's how low the bar is for him. So he has managed to self-regulate for six weeks outside of a couple of incidences because he doesn't have us as an option and because he knows that if he's not participating in family therapy and that we're not, that the box doesn't get checked and he doesn't get to progress. So now he's doing the bare minimum to get by and now we're not going to participate with a deadline attached. We're just going to leave it open and tell him he has to rely on himself and we will think about it when it seems appropriate. We'll see how long he can manage that. <sighs> so the glasses thing really stands out to me. Yeah, I mean, there was so much after it, but you're right. It jumped out. I mean, what a shitty kid, man. I see why she has him locked up. He wants fucking glasses. Yeah. Hey, Fuck. mom, could you help me with the fact I can't asshole. see? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know. This is one of those things like where uh, it's tough because we don't have the context. And we're getting some the of the context from her. I, I have no doubt that he sucks. Yeah. Like well, he's been in residential I, treatment since also, he was 11. Also, when I was 14, I sucked. You know, like, yeah, but imagine if you went to Excel at 11. Yeah. Jesus. Although, you know, I don't know. I'm not. I sucked in some ways. I I do want to reclaim. I have been working to. You don't suck. I don't think you. I don't suck now. But like I'm. I wasn't saying that. You weren't one of the shitty kids at Excel though. That, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. But so like in in all this, like both of us, uh, our glasses are very important to us. For sure. Whereas if he like only slightly needed them, that would like change the dynamic of what's going on there. True, true, true. Uh, but like you know, I what I'm hearing is someone who is. Uh, like just lost the ability to connect with like her child's emotions or like, you know, just a situation. Yeah. Just like, you know, just the feel like, uh, you know, that, that she's like, that he's like, Hey, my glasses are broken. And like, I re really, I need some help. Mm -hmm. And that she's like, Oh, great. You're asking for something yeah. again. Like you're... I'm doing fine, by the way. Not that you ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and just that—that that is one of the toughest things. My TikTok things. blew the fuck up, by the way. <laughs> Not that you care. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, just situations like that. Anytime I hear someone like tell stories from jail, uh, or like you know, our our like time there, like. I don't know. One of the things that always sticks with me that I, I continue to carry around about the Excel experience was that I had braces for four years longer than they told me I was going to have braces for. And I think that it has something to do with the fact that they wouldn't take me to a visit for six fucking months whenever I was yeah, getting yeah, them yeah, like for sure. once every two weeks whenever I was at home. Uh, and, you know, like uh, that, that just like that, that helplessness of like, you know, whenever someone has that sort of total control over your life, uh, you just can't get the things that you need. And like, you do need them. Yeah. That's um, why where she's so happy that it's like, oh, well, look, it's working. It's like, yeah, you're fucking breaking him from any illusion that he can count on his parents for anything. And he's realized that he needs to like beg for basic human fucking decency, like to exist like glasses. Yeah. Like, and 
it probably was hard for him to even ask for that because it's hard. Like you don't end these TikToks so far. I don't get the sense that she wants her son to do well. I think she wants to be proved right that he yeah. sucks. Yeah. And she's acting in and a way. And she wants everyone on true. the internet to agree, like, obviously you're the victim here. Like Yeah, definitely. This hey, is really like, sorry this happened to you. Like, fuck your kid, dude. This is Munchausen without the act the it's spiritual poison being fed to this kid instead yeah. of, you know, Clorox or whatever. Yeah, no, the the whole like uh, you know, you have no power to do the things that you need to do. Uh, uh whenever um, we were talking about the kids that uh, got their graduation pushed back. The uh, kid, Andrew, who was uh, corresponding with me, he is a diabetic. And uh, just, you know, his descriptions. And I, I recall how they treated diabetics there. Yeah. Uh, it was tough, dude. Like, yeah. you know, if like just you, you know, the way that I, a diabetic in, in the wild would just be able to regulate, you yeah, know, yeah, of, like yeah. giving themselves insulin and, uh, you know, getting a snack whenever they needed it. Like there was just, there was steps in between then. And like, you know, you'd have to go to a staff member and be like, hey, I need this. And some of the times they'd be like, I'm busy with some other shit. Like, yep. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and whether or not they like fucking understood diabetes at all was and, a And a, none of the lottery. diabetic kids, it was like that, the cinnamon roll lady, you know, like it, was, it wasn't high maintenance behavior. No, like but it's but any request is received is high maintenance behavior if the staff member yeah, is busy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, were you ever there when like a diabetic kid just went on like fuck it mode? Like there's this one diabetic kid that would just consistently get in trouble for just being like fuck it and just like eat a PB and J or like whatever. I don't even know what like sends him, but he would get fucked up. Like he would like faint and stuff, you know, and then like Jamie, that's why, you know, she was telling him about the Rice Krispies and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like oh, it was she, him? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, was that off air that we were talking about that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Anyway, it's just funny to see a diabetic person just fully self-harm as a, like a means of rebellion yeah we we the cinnamon roll story was off air so okay, whenever you yeah, refer to it would make any sense there was a time whenever uh we uh once the because alex was saying the the breakfast regime that we had after he left where like a professional came in and like set, you know a nutritionist was Nightmare. like you know making the whole thing uh one time she made cinnamon rolls and i was like yeah uh i would love to eat these but I'm pretty sure they would yell at me really hard if I did because there's the whole thing of uh, they thought it was hypoglycemic. And so I was not, you know, allowed to eat sugar. I would, it would be received like yeah, you're yeah. describing. And uh, she, she like thought that I, and I mean, at this point, like I'm a senior, I was a couple months from graduating. Like, I'm, he, absolutely. Yeah. Like of all the people you don't need to worry about. And like, she just couldn't figure out who she did and didn't need to worry about because you know, whatever she's, she's a nutritionist fucking yeah. being thrown into whatever. But I don't know, dude, read context clues a little bit. Like I, whenever she took over, like whenever she came in, it was like, you know, we got to learn everything from the people who are running the kitchen right now. And that was the one week that like I was because fucking uh i was trusted enough to do like you know they had another scandal break of course and so it didn't matter if the person knew anything about the kitchen we just had to get someone in there that like we know isn't gonna like fucking break rules and that's you and uh yeah so like i had been like talking her cinnamon rolls i talking her like in her person like through all this shit and so like i'd been identified to her as like you know one of the good ones she might have been to her being like, I would love to eat this cinnamon roll, but I don't think I can. And she was reacting like, 
God, these fucking manipulative kids. They'll just say anything. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't say know, anything lady. for a bowl of plain oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think's going on here? Um, yeah. All right. So here's, uh, here's the, the next. bad egg, dude. <laughs> That's, yeah, dude, absolutely. Uh, next comment. The only thing that shows is that you took the easy way out and sent your kid away to an industry chock full of abusive practices. You are lazy. Right. I think you're going to be interested in her response here. Okay. I just want to do this one because it's important. I keep seeing it a lot. First of all, if your parents or caregivers sent you to a school for bad kids or a camp for troubled youth or one of these for-profit, private, like Paris Hilton has been talking about them. I think it sounds Respect. like it was your experience that you were in one of them. I've heard other people saying that their parents had sent them to them. I am sorry that that's what happened to you. That's oh, not good. what Thank we're you. doing. You and we've been actively you. fighting to get those places shut down. Oh, Namely, Agape Children's Boys Home in Missouri. Nice. We got the girls' version shut down. And now we're actively trying to get the boys' Who's version we? shut down. That's under active investigation Unclear. right now. Because she we are is? not a proponent of that. I'm not a proponent of parents getting to choose because they have money that they're going to send their kids away to a bad kids program to get them out of their hair. That is right. not what's happening with our son. Good. The programs that our son has been involved in require medical reasons to be there. They require a medical placement, an emergency medical situation. He that sounds real. Yeah, I mean, okay, uh, maybe. Whatever, dude. You go to a doctor and be like, he won't act right. They'll tell you something. Oh, yeah, I was obviously, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, no, 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 no. These are different places. You need a medical, but anyways. We'll no, 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 no. Keep it, no, pause it. Keep okay. it paused. Because I think, yeah, th this is important because it, it's like, this is where I love Paris Hilton. You know I do, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to belabor that point. And I really do respect the work we are doing <laughs> mm -hmm. life, you skill, Paris? Yeah. life skills in yeah. Paris. uh and this lady obviously <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> yeah no, she's one of the good ones uh she's but, on our side dude you this whole time you were thinking that uh that she's trying to get him shut down or that whatever, we were against know? her mm -hmm. but in fact she's like a severus snape <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so no but like when I saw Paris with Mitt Romney, you know, and like going to Congress and they're passing That's who all we got to talk to, though. You know that. No, I do. Of course, dude. You got to start fucking, with Utah. And you got to you got to rub elbows with the powerful and you got to get publicity. And I get that. And I'm glad that whatever bills they passed, which I haven't really like, you know, studied, but they outlawed like what Paris went through. Like, you know, I've read the bullet points on Instagram when she's like, here's what the bill does. Mm hmm. But every time I'm like, I don't know what it is, but the the Jamies and Sallies and the Excel Academies of 2022 have not been banned by Paris's bill. Like Paris's bill has gotten rid of the regret, like the outliers, the people that need that didn't catch up. The way like uh, Tom Croak, my educational consultant, was like, "Yo, Aspen, it's really embarrassing that they're still doing Synanon tactics. Yeah, like we all used to." you know yeah. but they're still doing it and so like i feel like the paris hilton bills are good but they're like kind of outlawing synonym tactics when the industry is moving away from it anyway but i've been like what's the new thing like what are the new things that they're doing to be like we're not evil like those people were before you know uh and i think this is one of them of being like no no no, no. that was just ship your kids away for whatever problem your kid has a true medical problem. 
where the authorities have validated. Yeah, yeah. Those it, other people, like they're they, medically you know, bad. Yeah, those no. parents, they're bad. You're worried that you're like them. Mm -mm. Your yeah. kids medically, you're medically good. No, no, no. You like, had a doctor that you paid to tell yeah, you yeah. that uh, it's fine. He said it was fine. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'll diagnose you as good parent. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Yeah, he needs to be there for his safety and the safety of others to receive medication and therapeutic treatment and therapy and to be monitored. He's also been in DUIS, which is Missouri's child juvenile jail system, nice. which the Missouri model is different than other states. So it's not like he was in a jumpsuit like he would have been in other states. He was literally yeah, in a funny. bunk <laughs> with 10 other boys receiving therapy and treatment during his time there. I am more than aware of these places because I grew up in the 80s when Donahue and Sally Jesse and Geraldo and all of these people were sending kids to bad kid camps and camps in Arizona where they slept in tents. And my generation was taught that when you had a troubled kid who talked back to you, that that was a good idea to send them to boot camp. So I'm not surprised to find out that there are tons of kids now that are this age, my age even, like or younger who experienced going to those places because that was touted and pushed and pushed and pushed as therapy and it wasn't it was abuse and those places were rampant with it and thankfully people are shutting them down now and speaking out about them i want to make it very clear that that is not where we are sending him and i would never send him <laughs> there and that again we are actively working to I shut those places like down my, i'm not torturing not my child t -shirt. so the reason we have been saying that <laughs> is so that people understand that there is a difference because people sit in silence and do not share their stories and that means people remain uneducated about what's happening especially in mental health people assume that there are resources and things available and there are not so our main point is to educate people. So I'm not mad that you think that this was your experience or that you I'm have this opinion, but I worried. want to be very clear that that is not what we are doing. We are not taking the easy way out. Our son committed a very violent crime and we had him arrested and removed from our home for his safety and our safety and the safety of others he's around in public. Nice. What do you do? She gets into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She, yeah, I, I think that she wanted to leave it there, but she's just drunk on this tiktok attention oh, yeah. and so it, it comes out more as we go along but uh i do listen it's not like this is a full-on gotcha she could definitely have an answer to this question uh that's not me doing a gotcha on her but she says i would never send my kid there well then why are you trying to get the other school shut down just like you just heard of this school like out of nowhere yeah, yeah yeah yeah. or is it possible that you did send him there and you mm. didn't like the experience and yeah, so now yeah, you're yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah. it shut down i don't know I, yeah like, I, whatever she says i would never a bell went off in my head of let's yeah. hear some more yeah 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 definitely all right okay okay uh the comment on this one Ooh, good question i'm also a survivor of several of these programs and i'm curious what what red flags you look for when you're looking uh for a program um i hope that everything is okay with you now and Thank you, you have the support that you need first of all secondly red flags the number one red flag is places that charge tuition tuition means that you are paying out of pocket as the parent or caregiver who is placing them there. And that is an indicator that it is a bad kid's home and that they are trying to reform bad kids, right? With scary behavior, with bad behaviors. So that's not the same. 
if the facility what if they does charge not require a, lot? <laughs> a doctor to prescribe them being there because of the report, then it is not, in my opinion, a safe place to send your kids for help. Yeah, um, parents have to hire a lot of those about. bad kid ranches are full of problems, um, which we are actively trying to get shut down. So. Who's the we? We stand for an ally. I don't know. Her and her mom's group. Who knows, okay. dude? Okay. Uh, it, it doesn't become clear at any point. Uh, here we go. All right. Uh, may I ask what it was specifically that made them, presumably the uh, the authorities, the authorities, forcibly take custody if it was by force, that is? Yeah, I need to clarify this. So um, he was not taken from us. I turned him in. So nice. um, we had many placements. We had three residential placements, <laughs> um, six months apiece. Um, we also had 13 acute stays. All of those wait, wait. we admitted ten, him for. 10 there placements, 13 acute stays? Yeah, I think that's what she said. All right. I don't know. There was one acute stay that we did not have the choice in. The psychiatrist said he's going now whether you want him to or not. And we were like, yeah, please uh, yeah, we agree. Um, but um, when he um, assaulted his sister, I actually had him arrested. He went to DUI. He was adjudicated, went to DUIS for a year. They discharged him um, into custody of Children's Division because he could not come back to our home. So we retained parental rights. We're involved um, in all the decision making and everything. Um, but the state Children's Division actually has physical custody so that the state can put him in placement because he cannot be in our home. So that's what it is. Yeah, so that uh, really set some things off for me. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, with all this, there's like a, a couple of ways of looking at things, a sympathetic one and an unsympathetic one. Uh -huh. um, and I guess in some sense, uh, it's good that a parent would want to stay involved in her child's life. But whatever she's saying, like, they had custody of him, but we retained parental rights. That, to me, is, I think, an important, it, this and, like, a couple other things she says, it seems to me, like, it's very important to her that she control her child. Yeah. Like, that there's something that, like, it, you know, like, just that, you know, listen, we don't want him around, but we want to make sure that, like, we're the ones... You know, if he's like, uh, you know, get, I mean, I don't even know what like decisions they're going to need to be making there. Yeah. But, like the fact that she's, uh, doesn't want to see him or, you know, maybe she's going and visiting or whatever. I don't want to be extreme. See, I kind of thought she wants to be done with him without saying that she wants to be done with him. So instead she's just like very slowly in the most painful way possible, making sure that once he turns 18, there will be no hope of him having a chance with them. And she can say they did their best. Like it, it, she seems really invested in like, we did our best and we do so much. And that's why giving up on him is the right thing. Like that's how she started the series, you know? I think there's a threat of that, but I well, think I, I, I also know. I'm not like, disagreeing with you. I'm saying like, I, that's where the control, I think a, a way for it to come in is like, you continue to have to be involved, but you have to do it in a way. Look, if you have resources and you want it to happen, and I don't know how bad the assault was or how the sister feels or whatever. It's an important bit of information. I don't know that we ever get like, you know, exact, like, cause it's, it's like, if it was that he slapped her, yeah, that's one end of the spectrum. If he yeah. like broke her arm, like that's yeah, yeah, another sure. end of the spectrum. And yeah. that answer matters a lot, right? 
Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, look, if, if you break your little sister's arm, like the little sister deserves to grow up at safe also. And that 100%. includes feeling safe. Uh, so maybe it does mean like, hey, you broke your sister's arm, man. We got to find a place where you live, but we're going to take care of you or whatever. But... I don't know. It's I don't know, man. It seems like there's been a lot. Even if you're doing that, I think there's other ways to go about it. Of and other there attitudes are. Yeah, to that's have. what I'm saying. Like yeah, versus yeah. like manufacturing and parenting in a way that, like her words, not mine. It's a cycle of crises, and like that involves the whole system's participation, and they're escalating crises so that you can eventually say like we wash our hands of this kid, which she clearly wants to do. Uh, and it's like, look, when you create a shitty system where Keep you're- Keep an open mind about this, though. Sorry. Well, yeah, know. yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, she seems to be pretty invested in this kid sucks, and I've done everything possible. Uh, and I think the control is, like, part of that. Like, I don't think she wants control in the sense of, like, I wonder if you had a genie in front of her and you were like, we can make this kid be- good and then he could come home and the genie's magic guarantees everyone's safe i think she would i don't know what she would say but i think she would feel in her heart disappointment you know what i mean like I, it doesn't seem like see she, i i think that like the, the dynamic that we've described before of like uh the thing that our parents were attempting to buy when they're paying that money is uh for the eight-year-old that was sweet to come back yeah i think that i would suspect that she wants that just as much as yeah if she had it ever i mean yeah i mean if he's out there by 11 certainly uh you know there wasn't like a long you know i was i was like barely starting to have problems i was starting to have problems at 11 but like just starting i was oh, in yeah. no danger of being like in a state facility yeah um well but i don't know man i mean like so it's a different situation than mine so i don't know exactly what's going on but you had different parents like there were kids at excel whose parents sent them to psych wards just for very small stuff yeah and like just that's just what they did and that's where i'm saying like i don't know man i i i know what you're talking about like wanting the good kid back but but I, don't know. I think if she could have full different. control over him, if like you know she like the the sort that it like isn't available on this earth, yeah, that's uh, surely why she became a teacher. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. so I I think that like you know, like you're saying like if if a genie came down, she would experience disappointment. I think if the genie came down and said like, I'll break this kid. He's a fucking marionette maybe. that behaves that does exactly what you want. Like I think that's where she'd be like, yes, this is what I've always wanted. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I, I have more supporting evidence as yeah, we go yeah, along. Definitely. So, I, you know, like I'm saying, just keep an open mind. I can't read this one. Uh, it says, now he has a record. Great parenting. <laughs> I'm sure you could have sent him to a mental hospital instead of calling the cops, instead of going to the whatever. Commenters so, are experts, too. Yeah. Hi, I'm going to... Um assume that you're new here and you don't really know what's going on based on um, your comment. So I'm just going to give you a brief update. And that might The only way you could disagree with me is if you don't know the facts. So obviously. Always, always so a dangerous. You. If you hear those words coming out of your mouth, like <laughs> stop and re-examine. I would advise the audience. Also help other people who just have been here all of a sudden and are slightly confused or maybe yeah. a lot of confused. My son will be 15 at the end of this year. He got his very first um, 
charges and records started with law enforcement when he was nine years old. The first charge was arson. The second charge was assault with a weapon. The next charge was arson. The next three charges were assault. Those all came from people outside of her home, namely school. He has been hospitalized in and out since the time he was nine years old. He had two six-month residential stays, and he had about 13 acute inpatient stays. So he's been to the mental hospital. He is currently right now residing in a residential treatment facility. I had him arrested for committing a very serious crime in my home, of which his sister was the victim because I refused to allow that shit to continue in my house like so many other people do. Kids commit crimes. Kids get adjudicated in Missouri for those crimes. They don't even get charged. It's adjudication in Missouri's system. And he went to DYS, which is Missouri's version of juvenile detention, um, for nine months before he was too violent for them and they moved him back into a hospital setting. He has a juvenile record that he established and started himself and again, it's a juvenile record. A lot of people have juvenile records. We don't know about them because they're sealed when you're 18. So there's no problem with him having a record at all, actually. The thing that bothers me is that you made the comment that it seems that I'm advocating for my daughter and not for my son. My daughter was the victim of this crime. She's 10 years old. She's grown up with her brother being violent and aggressive in our house and towards her her entire life. So yeah, I'm advocating real hard for her, but I'm advocating equally as hard for him because he deserves to be safe and he exhibits behaviors that are not safe for him or for other people around him. And we've continued to advocate for him to make sure that he has the health he gets. We've made sure that we're part of his treatment team and have yelled for every resource and everybody to keep throwing everything possible this kid's way to hopefully find something that will work to change his behavior patterns when he's a child so that when he's an adult, he doesn't get a Netflix special. Unless it's a comedy special. Don't come for me for that because literally... <laughs> You have no idea. Like, there's no laughter anywhere unless we make it. So, that's the scoop. She was saying, saying things that made more sense than this one. Yeah, you know, I, you you definitely, like like I said, the details matter. You know, like, I could yeah, very yeah. much see, like, this child that we've decided is, like, separate from us and that we don't like, uh, that he's, uh, you know that he slapped his sister and so like we're calling him a danger to her yeah and, but whereas like if it was serious then it is serious and of course she's fucking right and you know whenever she says like uh that the sister has like lived in fear of him like i'm i'm hearing that you know i, sure. I and i hate to hear that you know like yeah, it does uh, happen though. yeah but like whenever she's uh going through like the you know he's got all these arson charges yeah i'm i haven't had this video pop up yet but like when I'm hearing that, like that a fucking nine year old's committing arson, I'm waiting for the video where she's like, listen, we've done everything we can. Yes, my ex-husband <laughs> did beat him every single fucking night until he was four. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like, Something. Yeah. You don't fucking like and I don't know. I well, I, what's I, arson? I don't love her parenting uh, <laughs> that I've seen so far. <laughs> like I think there's a lot of hints in here and we're trying to document yeah, them yeah. as we go along that uh, you know, this it's not what I would want. 
Um, but uh, I don't know that any of that necessarily screams to me. Uh, you're guaranteed arson by nine. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know how I, or at least I could have got sent up for arson by nine easy if I had an uptight, you know, parent who wanted to though. Yeah. I loved playing with fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, I guess I never burned a structure like down. Yeah. I like set a tree on fire once. Yeah. Yeah. A small tree. Pretty cool. (laughs) It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it is all like whatever she says. Arson, you know, it's like you know what I mean. Is is what's a nine year old? There's a lot, you know, like it could be that like he was trying to fucking burn his school down and like yeah, he actually has TV, serious problems. You know, get some gasoline or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, or it could be that like he was playing with matches and fucking, you know. Listen, dude, I've I've had people approach me like you know fucking treat things that were innocent is pretty serious you know yeah like, yeah exactly it, it's not i uh, nothing in my experience said that we should just take the school's word for it when they're describing the behavior of children they've decided they don't like also this kid could have been like at nine if you think you're the bad kid i i know i mean i wasn't like quite like this i think but like you can get into the behavior of like i'm on the outs and you're still an idiot little kid so you're like yeah, I'm bad, man. You know what I mean? And you like do what's available to you. What, what your mother is telling you, you, all the things good kids do, that's not for you. Like, so what's left? Fucking light some shit on fire, man. You yeah. Know? Uh, and then the, the other thing that stood out to me in that one was uh, it just seemed to me like, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm sure she's done more research than I have into how exactly things work in Missouri. But whenever she's like... I don't he, think so. What he the would fuck have a record? Uh, I don't think so. You're wrong about that. It just sounds to me like the person assigning consequences to the child doesn't isn't giving full weight to the possibility of what those consequences could be. Yeah. Like uh, I, I I don't think that uh, there's no chance that it'll hurt him later. That like that no one will ever learn that he was charged with arson and fucking assault <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think that that probably could end up happening. Like I don't know, dude. What if he wants to be a fucking fighter pilot? Like I bet that there, sure. like the, the 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 fucking Air Force knows. Definitely. You know, like there's there's situations where well, and, and things change. I mean, how many fucking school shootings do we need to have before it's like, all right, we're gonna open up the books? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And dude. she gets on that thread in a second, not okay, this one, nice, the next one. Nice. But uh, and I'm just as as bothered. Uh, but <laughs> I just you know, the, she's the decision maker, and like these decisions have giant consequences on him and she doesn't seem to think that it's a serious thing for him to have more charges like she's just fucking calling in again yeah 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 uh you Damn. know i i need i we should uh fucking uh you I know i want general to come on life skills i want general to come on life skills and i want to know can we get a hold of this police report surely one was generated yeah definitely like then you know i would it am i insane to even bring that up but oh uh, you really want to uh no, no i mean you know you might be able to i i think that it would greatly affect the direction of this conversation if we knew the specifics of how he assaulted the sister yeah i even was wondering like you don't think it's like a that kind of assault right i don't she yeah. she doesn't say anything to indicate that it's a sexual assault it and was she would like right? fucking yo god I think, yes i think yeah no if she could call him a fucking pervert she would be doing it it's but she's how it feels to me yeah, but would she be getting TikTok likes and stuff like that? I mean, it's like, oh, your fucking son molested your daughter? Yeah, of course. Okay. You sent him away. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, like, uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, next comment. Your story is heart-wrenching. How your family must have suffered, still suffer, with what must be done to help. What will happen when your son is 18? A lot of people have been asking this, and um, the answer is not very cut clear. It's a fluid situation. He's only 15, so things could continue to change and develop over the next three years. Right now, what the focus is um, with the entire treatment team is finding a solution to be in place in case we need to find placement for him in case he still is not safe at 18, which in all likelihood he will not be. Um, we are looking at things like conservatorships, um, nice. guardianships, um, having him being declared um, under disability, um, anything to keep him from being able to um, just randomly walk back out into public when he's 18 and be lost to the streets or the system or end up hurting someone and back in jail. So It's nice to know three um, years in advance. We honestly don't know yet. Life is over. We're just having to wait. That's this is what I wanted you to see whenever I was yeah, like no, I'm right worried about, about the control yeah, levels. You're right about that. When she's three years away of being like, what are my options to make yeah. sure that he never gets Jesus. to make any decisions for himself? It's like Britney Spears' parents. Just fucking let the kid live. Yeah, well, like no, when she he's has 18, to like us. you got what you want. This is what like in the best case scenario of like you being terrible, like accepting that you're terrible and whatever. You yeah, know, there's like uh, a sadism here. Yeah, dude, I I just uh, what you were saying before of like that she was aiming to cut loose of him like that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like that's no, I, I was wrong. That's the best realistic option yeah. here. Uh, and the fact that worse. she she doesn't she's not going for that. She's like, no, worse. we got to figure out a way to keep him in. Yeah, like God. it's not your problem, then, lady. No, like she has to do it for all of us, dude. <sighs> she has to. Don't worry about saving us. You know, <laughs> like if you're to. saying you're worried about your daughter, fucking go with God. Well, I'm, I'm sure he's my gonna be too. so resentful at his family, like eventually. Yeah, I'm sure he's gonna hate his sister for the rest of his. Well, I shouldn't say God can do anything, but it's that's where it's it's like he's a, he's still a kid, so it's easy to latch on if you're in a system where you suck and everyone hates you. It's like you eventually lash out at whoever you perceive to be weaker. It's ugly when it's your little sister, but like this isn't gonna change. Ooh, diagnosis. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, but just the the like I don't know. Yeah, you know, again, uh, need the specifics, but like it's a real downside of escalating the incident with the sister. Like I, you know, I think that like kind of the the duty of the mature person a lot of the times is just to like smooth things out and like yeah, but she's not de-escalate. I bet she's wild when these things are going. It seems like you she know? probably is, yeah. Like the son clearly like his brain wired in a way to be I like, mean he sounds work wild, up. You know. Of course. But he's a child. Yeah. 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 Well, he's never learned anything else. And that's the thing, it's like it is dissociative. When you're in a rage state, like everyone's dissociated away from, you know, their heart and like the full complement of whatever they have available to them. And you're just in the whatever of the your four Fs, you know, you go with. And until he believes that he can even get out of like a an activated state, uh, that's never gonna change. And he can't get out of an activated state, like in you know, where I don't even know about the facility she sent him, but around her, you know, it just won't happen. It's a matter of time because 
you're, it's like in Michael Clayton, you're strapped to a bomb because you're never out of the fight state. It's for him, it's a fight state. And they won't let him get into a flight state. Like, it's like, you have to stay with us, the people who make you crazy. If I, I don't, ugh. yeah, and, and I don't like this broad. <laughs> just whatever, whenever you're caught, like, if you are calling the cops, if it is over something that we would deem to be more of like a minor matter, then you're putting a target on the back of the daughter, you know, and like, how many other times, like, is, is it possible? I can certainly see a path where he is uh, assaulting the daughter because there's been this constant repeated behavior of like, if there's something done by the bad kid against the good kid that like, we're really putting this into relief. And instead of like, uh, you know, instead of trying to smooth these things over, we're like escalating instead yeah. of de-escalating, we're escalating. Uh, and like, you know, it makes it so that it's like fucking like you're, you're turning like his sister into like a, a, a thorn for him, like a point of like, yeah. you know, th this is like a, a fulcrum on which like my life gets bad. Uh, mm -hmm. and I don't know, dude, like they, I love my brother. I've always loved my brother. Uh, you know, like it, it was never that like he and I were like the like this kind of stuff they never would have it's not like one of the big problems they were trying to solve the last night that i was there fucking they stopped me and him playing video games together to take me down to the right, escorts, right, right. you know uh but there were certainly times when it's like you know whatever the implied thing is like why can't you be good like him yeah it doesn't make you love him more right of <laughs> course yeah, yeah yeah uh and so like they they have a role in this stuff so if i'm hearing my son, who's, uh, you know, 14, or I think what she says whenever it happened, he was 11. Uh, yeah, so I don't My son, who's 11, hit my daughter. Like, I'm, I'm thinking that the parents have done some things the, the, in there that I, I think they probably should have done differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that point. We don't have all the facts, but... Yeah, I, so... Yeah. You'll get some more. This is a information-rich little minute okay, here. Okay, yeah, I believe it. Uh, does he have a diagnosis of anything? What a struggle for you as a mom. Sending love to you. This is probably a good place to do this all in one. So um, his first diagnosis at age five was ADHD, specifically hyperactivity and impulse control. At nine, um, when he had his first acute stay, Hold they on. added DMDD. So four years of juvenile stimulant use later i just want to be clear what do you mean like if you're getting your kid diagnosed for adhd with hyperactive component blah 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 when he's five you're putting him on stimulants yeah that's probably and man. those make you crazy <laughs> yeah so i'm just saying like no one's paying attention nine. yeah that's yeah. four years. Imagine if I told you, bro, I'm taking Adderall every day for the next four years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, I, I know folks who take a lot. and uh, It'll crack you out, dude. It, Imagine if that's like when... There's some occasional swings. Yeah. Imagine if in like three years we're just like, now it's time, Izzy. You will be taking these every day. No Welcome chance. to the future. Dude, I, I like... Uh, whenever you're... Um, the can't get you out of my head documentary i mentioned that he's talking about like uh you know valium like he's tracing yeah. that as like a thing through the society and it, it is just incredible in you know you would sort of think that like uh like the valium thing he's presenting as like it happened in like the 60s and 70s yeah and then like people woke up you know um, no not well, really though right uh, i mean i know i guess people still take valium but betty ford Right, right, right. But like, it's like she she went on television, Gerald Ford's wife, and was like, 
I just, I didn't, I've, I've, this was terrible and devastating. Like right. my constant volume use, I had no idea it would affect me this way. And so like, you know, you would, I just, I would love it if we learned lessons quick enough that if the fucking president's wife is like this stuff, it doesn't work like they say that, uh, that would be if it. Dr. But like, Jill would do that. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah, dude, every kid I went to school with was on Ritalin. Yeah. like it or fucking oh, really? adderall oh my god yes see for me i guess because i'm a little older maybe even it was like it happened that fast it was only for like the truly crazy kid like one kid can't got it every day surely and, i'm exaggerating and this uh, kid was like he growled at the teacher he threw his desk like you know but I, no, mean, dude, I, it, I know it, i got sent to excel so it's not like i'm a model of fucking <laughs> like, this kid was fucked anyone. Up. <laughs> yeah but he um, would he would be like <laughs> <laughs> like, sounds like a G. Dude, yeah um but uh yeah yeah I, I don't know it's not like i like uh you know didn't know what it was or whatever yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah 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 uh it, it seemed like a common prescription to me definitely yeah 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 um, a lot of kids at excel were on it and like yeah dude i i could not imagine taking that shit now That's and like I, I i think that like the, it just was like a fuck it we'll try this and yeah. you know like the fda told us they know enough it's fine yeah and it just seems so ill-advised and like you know what what effects did it have that we're like fucking growing up around fucking speeded up kids with these what like yeah just when i see adults like they regularly take it like it it seems to have yeah they they, they could go zero to 60 in unpredictable ways and oh yeah if that's the environment you're growing up in an elementary school, I think that the society, <laughs> yeah. the people who were in power whenever I was growing up, they have some questions to answer, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, anyways. Um, when he had several more stays after that and all of that escalation, um, we came to bipolar, ADHD. Nice. And then it still depends on who is doing the paperwork, if it's ODD or CD in combination nice. with those. Um, so yeah, so basically the working diagnosis right now is bipolar, ADHD, and DMDD, ODD, basically, or conduct disorder, which basically indicates from all the other histories that when he's an adult, he's going to be diagnosed antisocial personality disorder. Someone should have diagnosed her with it. It's so fucking like disheartening to hear her. Like he, she's just looking for it. Like she just can't wait to tell people. For sure. Fucking, you know what I had to go through? My son had this disorder. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like on the one hand, like I, I, I've, I've thought about these things a lot more since hanging out with you. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a way that, that you talk in and I'm happy to talk in with you. And I've like it, it's nice. It makes it feel like there is an explanation out there and that you you have an avenue towards better self-understanding. But like, on the other hand, it's like, if you do believe in it enough at a certain point, like you, it's kind of like the opposite of it's like, you know, uh, they're just different words to describe concepts that you already must understand. Like that, that you've, you've been around like types of people. And so you kind of know a type of person when you see it intuitively just by living in the world. And it's, I think that some people, and we've talked about this before a little bit, I think some of it's just like a, a, a crowbar towards uh, being more dramatic. 
you yeah, know, yeah, of yeah. like not just to be like i got one of those kids you know those kids it's like um yeah they just run around a lot yeah, yeah that's one thing but then being like uh he was diagnosed add at age five yeah, like what that's the, the same thing but like it's so fucking different you know yeah and like uh i don't know i, I don't like the second one you yeah know? no exactly dude the 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 need to pathologize I don't know what he was doing at five, but I get the feeling if it was anything worthy of like mentioning, she would have said it, you know, because she appears to like to do that. Like if he hit a kid so bad when he was five or whatever, she would have said that. So I think he was probably just a hyperactive kid. I don't know, man. I really don't. This this is really, we are learning more. Putting a kid on ADHD meds at five, it, it, she should be investigated. That's child abuse to me. Uh, I don't even remember what this one is. There's no comment. I like her glasses. Uh, it's shorter. Yeah, and she's pulled her hair back. Glasses. Yeah. Totally different look. Let's, let's see great. what we're in for here. Name something you did online this year that people got unreasonably angry about. I'll go for it. Called out the entire mental health system for its complete failure of me, my family, and other people's children and their families. Oh, that was families. a different lady. Also I guess she was. I didn't register that. A baby. Sorry, what was the last part? Uh, you know, it's good again. My fault. Is it a different? Yeah, it is a different. It's a similar looking lady. <laughs> They're Would all you the agree? same lady, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'll go for it. Called out the entire mental health system for its complete failure of me, my family, and other people's children and their families. Nice. Also reminded people that you are not owed a baby. Oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. What was that? Uh, I think she's also on about abortion. But what? I, I left those out you are not owed a baby because like like someone else's baby like you you're not owed this woman not having an abortion do you understand so she's pro-choice yes okay nice uh but yeah i i've left those out because it's uh beside the point you know yeah yeah fair. Um, no, yeah I, but, uh, I still don't quite understand that is the other thrust of this i account. don't think like the people who repealed roe v wade were like we demand the babies to which we are entitled you know, you know, I mean, uh, I'm not on TikTok like that. Herschel like, Walker's son seemed to take that up. I saw the people that were like, we will adopt your baby. Is that what you mean? No, no. Okay. He, he was framing it in a very like, uh, I'm just excited for all the kids that are going to be born because I just love babies. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Um, well, here, but yeah, just the, I, the self-satisfied way that she's, she's like, I called out the mental health system. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you've it's, mainly it's been calling out important. your 15-year-old son. <laughs> yeah. And like, true. I don't know, kind of in the first one, you were like, the doctors aren't great. But like, yeah, yeah. in a very unspecific way, like certainly, uh, listen, if I were any of these doctors, I don't know how I would see this because she didn't like I'm say sure any names. they already have their opinions uh but like uh you know i i don't know that i would feel like i had just been fucking burned it's not gonna be like oh what's gonna happen to my reputation now yeah definitely she reminds me dude you know the book uh the road less traveled m scott peck i just remember it being they, at excel yeah they had it at excel i didn't read it he wrote this other book called people of the lie Mm -hmm. and it's about like just evil that he's encountered in the world interesting and yeah yeah and he because he's a therapist mm -hmm. and uh he has a passage about like a family that brings in their son and they're basically like our son sucks i mean we got to send him away right and he's like i understand why you think that but let's talk about that like you know and he keeps being like no like you need therapy with him and you need to figure out what these issues are like 
like that's what it is he he doesn't need to go and like in his sessions with the kid he'd be like you're not as bad as they're saying like and then the parents just came in and they were like well like you said like there are plenty of good reasons to send him away so we're going to take your advice and we've sent him away you know and he's like what like you didn't even talk to me like i don't think that and they're like well it's done you know you should have thought about that before you told us to and he's like in the book he's like that's the worst kind of evil that like it takes the truth you know like everything they said you couldn't prove in a court of law that they are telling a lie you know but it's like they took the wrong like parts of the truth to cohere into a falsehood that this kid now has to live on you yeah. know and basically general's gonna have to figure out the same thing and i'm not comparing my parents to either of those people but that is one of the things that sally kind of did help me with when you know i was like missing my family and didn't want to be in texas she was basically like it does suck to like be alone at 15 or 16 uh and to just wonder why like you don't have the system that other people have and you know you didn't have it before and i don't know what to tell you except that's that's the life that you're living and uh no one's like when she was like general's gonna have to figure it out she is right that's what sucks like it sucks to figure that out at 15 to be yeah. like it's on me because like talk about like general could make tiktoks about like calling out the parental system for not having support you know <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but like yeah i really you're right the self-satisfiedness is like built in it's the point but yeah. it's like it's every time <laughs> yeah she's insane. coming here because she thinks she has knowledge like despite her like you know fucking i'm lost i need help uh she's coming into all these things like i'm here to share the answers with you mm -hmm. and she's i don't know that out. she has the answer but like she's decided that she, she's acting like she does yeah uh next comment is uh why are you sending your kid away how traumatizing which you know um Andrew, I don't yeah, know that I'm inclined to disagree. <laughs> yeah, um, A, comments like this would have um, devastated me and made me cry um, for days um, four years ago when we had to send him. See, this is what I'm talking about when I was saying earlier that a lot of this stuff sounds to me like someone who has worked extremely hard to quiet the voice in their heart right. that knows this is wrong. Yes. Like that, like you should have listened to that. Yeah. But whenever you're crying, you were crying for a reason. Find that reason and act on it. Like instead, she's like, I'm actually proud to let you know I've done a lot of work on myself and that <laughs> yeah, voice yeah. can't be heard anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To his first residential treatment placement. So... You didn't even go back and look at any of the videos. I have multiple videos. In fact, I have a whole four-part one um, about the situation. You didn't even ask, and you want to say that it's traumatizing. It's traumatizing for everybody. And the way you're sending it here is that you think it's traumatizing for just him. So I'm going to assume you have no experience with having to deal with mental health in your immediate family. And so let me just tell you why briefly. Our child and his medical condition, his mental illness, is so outside of the bell curve that people do not know what to do with it. There is no treatment plan. There is nothing I don't know, man. to do. Yeah. Nobody knows what to do and what the right answer is. And everybody has been trying to sort it out now for four years. The reason he's currently sent away is because two years ago, I had him arrested from my house for assaulting his sister who was two years younger than him and 10 years old at the time. 
He was gone for 15 days before that to uh, acute stay at a hospital because he assaulted and tried to kill me and I had to call the cops and the cops took him to placement. A week prior to him assaulting me, he had been in residential treatment for six months and was kicked out of there for violently abusing and injuring the staff that worked there and peers. Our son is a tiny violent perpetrator. He is most definitely ASPD and a psychopath. The reason people aren't familiar with stories like this is because people don't turn their kids in. People try to hide it, period. Particularly people who come from any kind of middle class or above setting. We constantly ran into people saying, oh my God, how can this be, this kid? with your life most of the kids that he's in placement with cannot believe that he's ever been to disney world let alone (coughs) lived in hawaii let alone (sighs) food his entire life or clothes or shoes or that we still send him all of those things despite (laughs) the fact but not glasses that when i had him arrested if he had been an adult he would be in jail for 20 years based on his crime so yeah it's traumatizing It's traumatizing for his sister. It's traumatizing for us. It's traumatizing for his other siblings. It's traumatizing for grandma. It's traumatizing for the staff and professionals who come into contact with him. And it's traumatizing for the other kids that are unfortunately placed around him because there's nothing for child predators. Listen, man, I went to Disney World three times in my childhood. (laughs) I would have happily traded that for one fucking second of feeling like I belonged in my own goddamn family. Yeah. I don't know, dude. That's, ugh. yeah. Honestly, I, my heart. I want to reach out to General. I know, Seriously, dude. Just be like, put your head down, man. You know, fight the conservatorship. We uh, get a GD. like here. We can we can reach a compromise forever, and dude, we'll take him in. We'll, I, we'll I, raise General. I've life skills. About it. Yeah. Life skills will raise General. I think we do great. No, I think that's a dangerous. You uh, can't live with me. <laughs> But, <laughs> How are we gonna raise him? I don't know. <laughs> we got to do some kind of uh, shared custody. Yeah, definitely. Every we, other uh, whatever sort of thing. <laughs> he, we can get him like a nice van, <laughs> and then he can drive me here to podcast and come get me. <laughs> um, Dude, I would love if a troubled teen was my driver. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. like that's I'll mentor him, but he's got to drive. <laughs> That would be great, dude. That's a movie. Yeah. I God, that, like, it would be extreme, but, like, of the thing, like, sometimes you just show up. I mean, uh, smoking cigarettes, again, was certainly one. You just show up with wild cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, man, you know, I've been doing whatever. Like, and and if, I, if you just showed up and, like, a, a troubled teen got out, I'd be like, okay. Hey, what's up? This yeah. is general. All right. Tom Jen. Um, I yet, was thinking the other day, I might get an intern. <laughs> to do what? Legal research. Oh, my God. You're not a lawyer. I know, but I still am a legal researcher, and I don't have Lexus access, you know, but everyone at law school does. So I would just, <laughs> oh my God. you know, get an intern and be like, yeah. Whatever, dude. Anyway. Uh, I don't email. think that'll meet whatever requirements or, you know. What are you talking about? Internships. I would work it out. I would have a plan. I'd be like, you're going to write me memos and stuff if you want. Why not? 
I'm worried about you. Why not, dude? That'd be all. What? Why not? You don't have a business. I do have a business. I'm a. <laughs> I'm an independent researcher. I am no longer a professional podcaster. Mm-hmm. But R.I.P., dude. I'm sorry it had to go that way. You know, I mean, it's difficult to explain because one of us has confidentiality obligations. Not, not that much. I don't yeah. care. I guess I technically have some, but you know, probably not. I mean, no. I mean, something. You signed something? Yeah, when I started. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyone? If yeah, you're, no, I feel <laughs> partly responsible, but I don't really feel responsible for. Uh, I mean, I don't think you should feel responsible. If I was still there, it'd be fine. Yeah, but I'm sure it's of that. You're not your fault that you're not. I think so, but I also think that's a dangerous thought. I mean, could you? Anytime like something big happens in your life, and you're like. What a relief. How easy this is for me because I had nothing to do with it. Right, then you're making general education TikToks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm not saying there aren't things you could have done differently. I've been trying to go through the process and I'm not like really, I haven't figured out what it is, but I've been starting to be like, you know, what's the what are the things I can do to ensure that this doesn't happen again? Yeah. That's a good question to ask, right? Yeah, depends on the answers, but I think it is a good question to ask, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could have made accommodations within your home so everyone is safe. So you said several things that were so ridiculous, but I'm going to focus on this one because clearly you didn't bother to go look at the playlist of all the videos and see what our... A little bit of a pattern. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid, ignorant shit. Whoa. She's had it. The accommodations that we made... Are you fucking kidding me? Our house was set up like a hospital. We had to have cameras. We had to have alarms on the doors and windows, inside and outside doors and windows. We had to have knives locked up, including butter knives. We had to lock up silk. I don't know, dude. Listen, I'm I'm sure that she had reasons why she felt like she had to be this way. But like this stuff, like instead of me being like, oh, it's good that she took all these precautions. It just breaks my fucking heart. What message are you sending to the kid, dude? Yeah, like, I, what like my parents didn't fucking knock up, lock up butter knives or whatever, but like they locked away like some of the foods, and you know how that made me feel, dude. Like yeah. it, it didn't make me feel like I was an included, valued member of the family. Yeah. It made me feel like this fucking freak that we have to manage. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, this woman is just clearly very anxious, or like she's got she's got a lot. She's high strung. And, you know, like we say about anyone, like, there's reasons why that she, like, things happen to her to make her that way. For because, sure, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. that's true of everyone. Everyone, whatever characteristics they have, uh, good and bad, like, things happen to them that, like, cause those characteristics to manifest, you yeah. know? Like, and so, like, I don't know. My heart goes out to her. I bet that she had, uh, you know, her own challenges growing up. I don't know anyone who hasn't. Uh, yeah, we all have a certain amount of anxiety for whatever reason, and it does vary, but or like whatever issues. But she has made her child a container for all of hers. Yeah, like th- her child's identity is everything that's wrong with his family's life. That's what you are. Yeah, it stinks. And and like the the you know the bragging about like uh, we're running like a hospital, dude. You think I didn't make accommodations? I made a ton of good accommodations. Yeah, like, dude. All of it to me sounds like you're you're otherizing the kid. You're, of course, you know, like a fucking. What accommodation? And did you're she sending just him list the message. Him? What did she just do for him for the accommodation? 
Yeah, None all of this is like making sure that you're good. Yeah, you know? and not even good, just that you're aware when he's bad. Yeah, he yeah. Like, I mean, I guess hiding the knives. Dude, that's the other thing. It's like, I feel like not every kid at Excel, but like, I would say at least 20, not 20 is probably too high. It's like, the, you know, the, the, the behavior kids, not the drug kids. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a coin flip with them when Jamie's going through the litany of like why they suck. Mm-hmm parents had to hide the knives yeah yeah. like it's a very common thing yeah like uh, among that population and it's like uh you know again the details matter like uh did he stab the dad once hide the knives yeah yeah yeah. did uh did he did he yell and you're kind of a over anxious person and so you were like boy i mean he's mad now what if he gets mad and then grabs a knife yeah kind of a different deal or she probably said something like that and then he did grab a knife you know what i mean like I, i could see her planting seeds and also, culture just plants them anyway. I wonder, maybe this is a little close to home. But just whenever me. you've reached the situation, wherever your kid is, that like you say, like the culture, like you know, the, you're thinking about like whenever you you've just let yourself get to a position where whatever you're having anxieties that they are about what your kid is going to do, yeah. Like I don't know, like just so much fucking rolls downhill from there. Of course, and it's like. Your subconscious brain will act to make what it believes is true to be true. Yeah. And it believes when you're a kid what your parents tell you. Yeah. And so then you will act to make your parent says you're a psychopath, you'll act psychopathically. I do think I should reveal, though, my parents never hid the knives. Uh-huh. But they probably should have. <laughs> because uh, my brother swears he doesn't remember this, but he may have just blacked it out. My parents weren't home one night. I was probably like, probably 11 or 12, Mm -hmm. not 12. I was younger than that. I was probably like 10 or 11, I would say. Uh, Cause it was like, before I was like good at doing bad stuff with my friends. Like I wouldn't have done this when I just like vandalized stuff with my friends. You know what I mean? Like this, I was just bored at home. Like, and I was home with my brother. I don't know where my parents were. And I literally just was like psychopathically like, I wonder if I could convince my brother that I'm going to kill him. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'm going to kill you, dude. And he, like, so he was probably like eight or nine, you know? Or I guess, like, no, he was like six or seven. If that I was... does sound like the kind of thing where I'd be like, <laughs> like, I, whenever you say that, I just imagine myself, like, sheepishly trying to explain it. Like, listen, you guys just don't get, like, I was joke. Like, yeah, no. There's I'd... so many times where people are like, you are, you need to be locked up. I was like, listen, this is a big joke, okay? Yeah, yeah, it was a prank. <laughs> You're just dude. not getting it. Was my brother screaming and crying saying, don't kill me? Like, yeah, that's why it was a good prank. <laughs> just there was a lot of times where, like, you just didn't know when you were getting close to things getting out of hand. Yeah. And then once they were out of hand, you had no idea how You're to just get like, back. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And so it's like I the only thing I know is the fucking gas pedal. Yeah. Like it just and it took a lot of doing that to like, you know, start to have a sense of like, boy, this is sort of feeling not good to me. I'm gonna back off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and yeah, dude, the first the fucking 20 times you had to learn that shit, <laughs> some people ended up crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's childhood. Yeah. Where forks, we had to lock up all the medications in the house. We had to uh, make sure that his sister had a lock on her door so that when he was going out of control, um, she had a safe place to be. We had to put biometric locks on our bedroom door. 
so that we could keep all of the knives and said things that had to be locked away, our credit cards, money, IDs, all of those things locked away from him. Are, are you, what are you not understanding? We had to stay up 24 hours a day with him, one of us, to make sure that there were eyes on him because he was either trying to kill himself or someone else in our house. So I don't know what accommodations you thought we were supposed to make or why we were supposed to make accommodations to keep him safe while ignoring the safety of all the rest of us. And especially given what's happening on the fucking news right now. Nice. And given the fact that I know that these fucking parents see this shit ahead of time and are hiding it. And they're either having to hide it because the system keeps putting the kid back in their fucking house with excuses like this, saying, here, you fucking sort it out and wait till there's a crime, and then they fucking get involved. I don't do well with this fucking kind of tone. (laughs) I don't like it, man. I uh, We're getting a glimpse of why this kid is fucked up. Because imagine being a six-year-old and getting that at you when you've done something bad. That hurts me hearing this right now. Like, you yeah, know what that's I mean? like that's why I was like, you know, in the in the first one, she's like, oh, they said love him more. You like in the first shit. one, she's like really uh, going it like it, the implication and sometimes outright statement is like, you know, we have done everything right. This is a thing that is happening to us. Like, yeah. Uh, she's the tiny and just like as you go yeah. along like because whenever i saw that one i was kind of you know like listen dude certainly my first thing was like uh, my fucking heart ached because uh it's not hard for me to put myself in the child situation yeah uh but like some of it you know i mean like i go in with a certain amount of like curiosity and like humility of sure. like uh you know uh, just because I had my situation doesn't mean that every single situation's like that. And I know that. Right. Uh, and so like, I'm, I'm excited to learn about a new one. Right. Sure. Uh, may, maybe there is times that like, uh, you know, the dynamics that I, I felt like were acting on, uh, on my, my scenario, like aren't, aren't really in play. And you know, there's a lot of different stuff going on. And yeah, dude, I just feel like the more you watch, the more the mask slips. Yeah, definitely. And this the, is nasty. Like, I, I don't, I don't need to really know. Uh, the specifics of the thing with uh, the the sister. I don't really need to know the like uh, specifics of uh, the like you know whatever. Like I, I think that something happened before he was five, before yeah, he was nine. Yeah, that made him want to do arson. Like I you know I, I think that there is some kind of like fucking oh well my ex husband was really fucking physical with him. But like I don't Which, even need it might have been her to know that. Like I just I can see this and I'm like yeah this it, is your, your claim is that enough. like you've done everything and like that that uh you're just you know a cool person looking out for the sister and that's the only reason why the kids uh locked up yeah uh i don't know dude you're like you're she's not owning yourself. all of that aggression that she's attributing to him we're seeing on display right now like yeah. she's not owning any of her own aggression and it's it's slipping out yeah, and this, uh, yeah, as as I presume you can tell, that uh, between uh, when we started, I think the first video was like last year, you know? Okay, yeah, She was yeah, saying yeah. like uh, at the end of the year, he'll turn 15, and then at a certain point, she was like, well, he's 15. Like okay. these, these happened yeah, over the course of, because I mean, the first video, the second video was six weeks. I also noticed that she was like, he's pro- he's got a conduct disorder, which means he'll probably have ASPD, you mm-hmm. know? And then now in this one, she's like, so he's got ASPD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but now we've reached the point in the timeline where uh, the Uvalde shooting is recent. Right, yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, that, you know, I, I don't remember how many, this might be the last one. I don't know how many more there are, but... Uh, oh, so soon? Um, <laughs> uh, she just takes on a real self-congratulatory tone Ugh. whenever that hits. Yeah. Of like, you know what I'm doing? I'm locking my child up and, and not caring about his fucking glasses to save lives. <laughs> yeah. Who are the real heroes here? Definitely me. He won't hit anything. And I just like it. I, I, I had not thought for one second whenever the Uvalde shooting happened, how many shitty parents were being like fucking like, you see, you see yeah. why we do our sacrifices. Bro, and, I wish you could have been at Excel when Columbine happens, man. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't imagine, dude. Tell me about it. It's up there with 9-11 for me. Just in terms of like Jamie coming in and being like, do you guys know what's on the fucking news right now? And then just, I mean, no, it's we're rest. not allowed to watch yeah. it. And she didn't really know either, you know. Like, of course not. She doesn't know. Like, so they didn't have like the narrative yet. Also, the, uh, like, I feel like the kids killed for uh, praying. I bet she hit on that one of, at some point. Yeah, I mean, because it's well, it was like that, so fresh. Like, that kind of like uh, Oprah news. Definitely, she loved that. She would. Oh yeah, she was yeah, taking yeah, in. yeah. For sure. We talked about Columbine a lot, a yeah. lot, like in those first few months. But the first day, she didn't know. Like, it was yeah. just there was a, a fucked up school shooting or whatever. Some teens so who killed some people. And you know, who she, like, you know who she's got? Teens. Exactly. Too. So she was like, that's why I'm doing this. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, <and> she's <laughs> like, because you guys would have done this, you know? And it's like, but not really. Like, no one is here for shooting I didn't up a shoot anyone. Like I was never gonna do that. Yeah. Although I did, a teacher said I made them feel unsafe. Like I got suspended for that. But. I mean, I told my story on here. Yeah. Wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before Excel. So. New listeners all the time. I get. Uh, just uh, there's a kid that uh, said that he thought I was going to do a school shooting, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. To be honest, like looking back, I mean. I don't know how much I'm projecting this and trying to like mold it into something more sympathetic towards me. Possibly that's going on. But I think some of it's just like, it's a tough thing to hear. That was a kid who was like very much a fucking predator. Like not like sexual predator, but right. like, you know, he, when you're around him, you're like, I better fuck. He'd been held back a grade. Oh boy. That, uh, that alone is trouble. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, it was just always like, you know, he was a bully, like, and he didn't really bully me that often, but I yeah. saw other kids get it often enough that I'm like, I don't, like, I didn't want to interact with him. I wanted him to not notice me. I wanted desperately for him to have no fucking idea who I was. Yeah. And so for him to, like, say something like that, it didn't make me feel good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I'm kind of, like, trying to figure out how to sit with this. <laughs> and uh i i i think i was telling my friend about it you know like because uh -huh. because there was a kid that was walking next to me that we both were uh, just pointing at people through the halls and saying saying the word you're on my list okay all right fair. that's uh that that was the offending event like uh, this lady details come out and uh so they they called us both in and uh like i, I always was like Listen, uh, don't want any trouble for my homie because this is definitely one of my big homies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, why is it okay for him to walk around if I can't? Like, because they Fair. he got like a day of detention. That is a good question. I got never let into the school population again. 
Yeah, what the fuck? Like, they had a fucking closet where they put the kid, like, the five, like, worst kids in school. Yeah. Uh, you know what it was called? What? It was called Excel. Uh, wait, what? I swear, dude. <laughs> like, it was their Excel program. Wow. Like, whenever my parents, like, the, you know, were uh, first, like, unveiling the whole thing, they're like, we will note the irony. Uh, <laughs> 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 at least they had a sense of humor <laughs> I guess, I mean, they weren't laughing they were more just like uh you know <laughs> okay. we're aware of the parallel <laughs> don't yeah they're probably just cutting you off like don't make a joke tc <laughs> yeah that's yeah. like half the reason we're going to accept. um but like and and whenever i'd be like why are why didn't he get they were all they were always like well whenever he came in uh like he was apologetic and like mm. he was like you know sorry or whatever and i'm like Okay, so you did determine in the course of your investigation that it wasn't a real threat, or else he would be in here with me. And honestly, yeah. if there's a real threat, like the the closet was on campus, like it was the closet, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in the school. Yeah, um, like it was literally a place where they like kept books in the off season. Damn, and they just fucking emptied Damn. it out during the time and you like got warehouse put you into absolutely. I thought I got warehouse. You got for real warehouse. Uh, and so it's like, all right, you conducted your investigation, determined there's not a threat, or else he wouldn't be here. And now you're just punishing me, like taking me out of the fucking population. Yeah, because uh, I was a little too mouthy when you asked me what was going on. Yeah, that's your problem, man. <laughs> It certainly is. It uh, it did did present repeated problems, and no doubt will in the future. I mean, with <laughs> but, that uh, attitude. you know, God's still working on me. The and only three. reason that we have the support that we do right now to have him placed out of the home and getting treatment and getting care is because he cre he committed a crime in our home, and he cannot come back into our home because the victim is his sister. So whatever the fuck you think you fucking know, you don't. And how dare you? People want to see the shit that's happening on the news right now. And they're like, how come the parents didn't get help? Why didn't anybody say anything? How come nobody came and got this kid? Because they don't come and get them until they've already committed a crime. And I'm sorry that we're doing all the things possible to prevent our kid from ending up on the news. Because if you think he wouldn't, I'm telling you, we know he fucking would. And I refuse. I fucking refuse. So figure your own shit out. Learn more. Fuck Learn you. more. Learn more. <laughs> that yeah. is a good little clip. I am going to try more. and learn more. <laughs> I'm always, always trying to I learn d- more. Yeah, I do mean that earnestly. Um, but yeah, just oh, the whole that fucking... Was, that was brutal. The thought crimes nature. Yeah. You know, of like, well, I think he would do it. So I'm going to punish him as if he has yeah it's what you're saying dude of like the fucking you know the kid is acting out of subconscious it's subconscious to be determined by the parent the parent has decided that he is someone who would go and fucking murder 18 fucking <laughs> elementary age children yeah like there is such a wide gap between i have a tough time at home and my sister pisses me off so i will hit her and i would murder 18 children and yeah. I'm going to bet that he lives somewhere in that gap. I, I doubt the general's all the way at the one end of it. She, I was actually just thinking. If She's she, got more information than I do. If I'll she got him that, home but. for the next three years, she could have him shooting up his school. If she keeps with this. For sure. <laughs> <sighs> you know what I mean? Three years of like, I know you fucking would. Yeah. Ugh, uh, her <laughs> facial expressions are so 
Okay, I've got four more. Do you want four more? Or do you feel like <laughs> yeah, you've gotten I'll, the taste of it? I'll, I'm definitely down to watch another. Okay, all right. Uh, the the thing that she was saying about uh, the you can't the cops don't care until a law is broken, which like I can't stress enough. That's the only legal system I find acceptable in the slightest. <laughs> yeah 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 you you do have to wait until people break laws to punish them if you're just punishing the people who you think probably will eventually break laws like think for uh, one second about the genie you're letting out of the bottle there well dude people do want to do that not just with thought crimes i yeah not me either man (laughs) i mean i think i'd go uh i'd be on the list i think that's sort of discretionary power i've i've seen it wielded before i didn't like it dude i saw a speech when marianne williamson was running for congress in like 2012 i saw a speech that she gave at like a small fundraiser in beverly hills or some shit Mm -hmm. and someone asked her like yo with science there's so many evil people you're right like we need to find the psychopathic genes so we can like get rid of and them. of course our queen had the right answer right the queen shut it the fuck down of dude. course she did yeah well i bet the queen has some psychopathic genes you know that's why she's so spiritual absolutely uh, and that's why she's such a warrior for god but yeah she was like i don't fucking think so and let me tell you who will be the first to abuse that the people you're actually needing to worry about and that's mm-hmm. how it's been throughout history. And I will never support that. Sharp yet again. Uh, unbelievable, dude. Uh, but yeah, so talking about that, she said, uh, the commenter says, yes, I had the same thing. And they literally said that. Unless he breaks the law, we can't do anything. Like. I want to <laughs> highlight this because this is standard operating procedure everywhere. Yes. Yeah. When our son was last living in our home, he had been at RTC for six months. They kicked him out because... He was too violent. He had bloodied a staff member's face, actually caused that staff member to get fired. He was super physically what? aggressive. Hold with up, Pierce hold staff, up. Could- This is very important. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back, go back. What do you got? I know you smell that one, what I can smell out. I mean, did but he get But she doesn't fi- seem to be understanding he, how she's telling on herself. He, he caused the staff member. What a bad kid that caused a staff member. So the member. staff member did something that his employer looked at and decided that he had to be fired from his job that your kid was the fucking victim of and you're like look at this fucking asshole making the guy get fired yeah jesus christ it's pretty tight dude that's pretty good no (laughs) wow dude that's the kind of stuff where i'm talking like yeah like she's like listen i i went in like just trying to fucking find out what's going on here you know like i just want to get to the bottom of the matter i I certainly will admit to my biases being aligned against her, but I am trying to fight them. And she's just telling on herself too yeah. much. Whenever there's an incident where your son was involved and the other person like committing like an action against him was fired. Yeah. Like, you know how much those places don't want in the fucking slightest to admit? Like, if they're fired, like that's a lawsuit, dude. Yeah, like she could easily sue the place. Yeah, she wouldn't. Though, she, she no, 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 no. Because fault. she's she's looking at the fucking staff member being like, "God damn right." Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like he, he finally, sucks. someone stood <laughs> yeah. up to him. This kid stinks. <laughs> I keep him there anymore. The director told me to my face, "When the other shoe drops, call the cops." I don't even think she meant it to rhyme. She just says it so often that it rhymes now. And we were like, we can't take him if you can't handle him. How are we going to handle it? What do? What are we supposed to actually do? 
and we, you know, installed cameras in our house and alarms in our house and biometric locks and safes and did all of these preventative safety measures. And they were like, yeah, that's a great idea. You should do all of that. Like they applauded that. People don't have the resources to just be able to do that. That was expensive. Yeah. And 10 days later, not even, he assaulted and tried to kill me in my home. We had to call the cops. And we were still engaged in a tussle when the cops arrived at my house. He was then taken for a 15-day stay to an acute residential facility for stabilization. They sent him home again. And we again said, we cannot have him home. What do we do? We're not safe. And our 10-year-old daughter's not going to be safe. He just attacked me. And they sent him home. Whoa, whoa, hold up, And we stayed up up for 24 hours. It's exactly what we're talking about. You know, it's like he comes home. We show him that he's not safe because of all these accommodations or whatever. So then what does he do? He acts in accordance. And so at this time, he's 12 years old. She's already said that he's small. And what did he try to kill her with? His hands, because everything else is in a fucking safe. So we've got a 12-year-old, a small 12-year-old, and kids who have been on ADHD meds since they're five are fucking small. Uh who is like, you know, reaching up at his mom, I guess, what, trying to choke her? You know, if he's trying to kill her? Yeah, you all, like, the trying to kill is like so, there's yeah, such a wide range. A, yeah, a, yeah, a fucking yeah. scrawny 12-year-old with no weapons can't actually try to kill you. He may feel murderous rage, and I don't blame him, but Reminds not, me of the scene in Step Brothers where uh, yeah, Dale's like, you looked in my eyes and said you were going to kill me. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that was a really. I think it's something like it's, it's a, a big fight, a you know. Pretty good, Will Ferrell. Thank just you, thank you. That was pretty good. Uh, I mean, I kind of know. I just, I love Step Brothers, but I haven't seen it like that, like enough. To, the uh, the balls and the drum set fight is what I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Uh, but look, th- then she says after that tussle. So she tells on herself again there. It's like, was he trying to kill you or was it a tussle? Yeah. Uh, She says when they are like, take him away. And then she's like, what do we do? She called the shot. She was like, well, the next thing will be the sister. And then he does the sister because she told him to. Yeah. I don't like this lady, man. I think she's maybe not the best mom. I worry. Mm -hmm. A day around the clock watching him. And I had to go to work. And my husband had to take a shower one day while I was at work. And in that 20 minutes, not even, span, our son assaulted our daughter. Okay, pause. Where he knew there weren't cameras. Okay, that is like, maybe he's crazy, but like that reminds me of like when Jamie made a kid stay up for like three days. Because if they're watching him around the clock, like he's not sleeping either. Uh, And he's also like on why, I mean, I suspect. It's a tense situation. I'm just saying, like, he's over-medicated. The whole house is sleep-deprived. It doesn't sound like he feels safe and, like, can have this sort of deep restorative sleep. Like, you know, feeling safe is a really important part of, like, you know, whatever you uh, science finds, that, like, whenever you're sleeping in a hotel, like, your body knows this isn't your normal settings. Right, right, exactly. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that sort of stuff. Like, your, your animal brain, like, you know, staying safe while asleep is one of the real things that your brain is there to be trained to do. It's one of the challenges of surviving as a species. It is. And, uh, you know, whenever you're not feeling safe, sleep is certainly one of the first things to go. And then, yeah, there's a lot of cascading effects from that. Cascade is the word, yeah. And so it's like they created, you know, society prepares the crime, the criminal commits it, you know. It's like they're priming him to attack the sister. 
she has to go to work. The dad has to take a shower. And in that 20 minutes, he assaults. Well, why did the dad have to take a shower in that 20 minutes? First of all, if this kid is like bin Laden, it's just like shower time when mom's at work, you know, sorry, sister's unsupervised. It's like, who should really be taken away? You know what I mean? Who should be the authorities be looking at? If one kid's murderous and primed to kill another one and supervising dad is just like, well, 20 minutes, what can you do in that time? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I would love a world where uh, the dad can take a shower with no worries. Yeah, but I'm saying... But I like, think that the world that they're living in is largely in part of their, you know, created by their actions. They're like setting it up. They're like, it's it's almost like the dad is like, go assault your sister now. Now's your chance. And it's right where the cameras aren't. You know what I mean? It really does remind me of like when Jamie made one of the sex kids stay up and like duct tape his hands and like not jerk off and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the kids are watching him around the clock, like volunteering, staying up, just like he's sleeping in a room, not in a bed, no covers to make sure he's not like rubbing one out, you know, or whatever. And it's like by day three, you leave, they did like leave that kid alone for like two minutes because you got to catch him so you can continue the fucking torture. And it's like, all he had to do was not jerk off. But it, it, there's something where it's like the, the, the power and the authority and the whole social system and you're so vulnerable and they're telling you like, you're gonna jerk off because you're a fucking jerk off addict, you know? It's like, that was such a bad idea for this kid and he wasn't that addicted to jerking off, but he, it really like, it's, you need an exorcism because it's like, you're getting like the, the demon of the family's shadow and it's all being put into you and you will act it out. Like, I mean, that kid is effectively like demon possessed by like what his family is not uh, dealing with. And his sister is a victim, but he is too. Like, I mean, and they are too, but like we've said, somebody's gotta be the adult at some point. Yeah, and yeah. And you've got to notice yourself. Like You can't just throw your hands up and say that, you know, that no better could have happened to anyone involved. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I, I demand a, a better situation. You know, yeah. where like well, all of the people TC, can feel I safe. I don't know if you watch the other videos, but she got biometric locks. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, case closed. It is true. So we called the cops. Oh, I do want to say, uh, you know, whatever they're talking about, like that we had to like sleep in shifts. Uh, because we just didn't trust them and like i don't know some of this stuff does like of the things where like certainly like you know uh prior to these last several years where i've come to see a lot of these things in a different light whenever they were trying to make me feel bad at excel about who i was and what how things had gone and like make it seem like uh sending me there was an inevitability I'd say one of their strongest points was like in, you know, the kind of stuff we're talking about with her of like, there's a lot of areas of gray and letting your anxiety drive you to the blackest ones mm -hmm. uh, is like, you know, something that you're doing mm -hmm. to some extent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like uh, my parents definitely had like a, we can't leave them at home thing. Really? Oh yeah. Oh like yeah. For what were you going to do? Well, uh, that's where I, you know, really, uh, have some quibbles. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, definitely it's like, I think probably first concern is, is do drugs. Okay. Sure. But like, you know, I, I think drugs are cool. They are. <laughs> and then, uh, somewhere definitely in there is like, uh, 
Well, if we leave, he's gonna get on the internet, look at porn, and jerk off. Can't have that. And and that's the stuff. Like that's the stuff. Like most parents don't want their kids to do drugs. And honestly, most parents don't want their kids to look at porn. And like I don't, I don't know that I'm like here to say it's fucking great. But I, my strongest conviction in the whole thing is that uh, treating someone's sexual urges is something to be punished. It's no good. And something to be ashamed of. Not good. And, you know, like... Uh, oh, the pedophiles. Ought to feel bad about it. Uh, the pedophiles, I think the taboo exists for a reason. Okay, thank it's you, Alex. Shame. I don't... I'm not a pedophile, I'm confident to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you are. I'm just talking mm. about the things that they were doing to me. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I saying were, like we I can't leave him at home because he might jerk off. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fucked up. It's okay if I jerk <laughs> off. I'm fucking fifteen. Yeah, I agree. So I'm not uh, saying yeah, yeah. I thought you were pivoting to a generalization that I was ready to agree with, and then I remembered pedophiles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you know how that go. Yeah, we're this <laughs> podcast united against pedophiles. Been a great week for us, by the way. What happened? Jelaine and R. Kelly sentenced back to back. A combined fifty Wait, years. Who? Oh, Ghislaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And R. Kelly. Yeah. Ghislaine well, got twenty. R. Kelly got thirty. We did that episode on where we ripped up the Atlantic article about sex trafficking panic, where they said repeal the Man Act because it's from it's an outdated law that no one uses anymore. Mm -hmm. You know the two examples I brought up for the Man Act's continued relevance. Ghislaine and R. Kelly. That's right. It continues to fucking, it's a little throwback for the, the, the old listeners. I was looking at our episodes, dude. This is wild to me. I can't believe, it's all a blur. I can't, I think I was like having a low level psychotic episode for 98% of this podcast. Oh, really cool. Yeah. You all right? Yeah, yeah. There's no worries. Like just during the podcast or like during no, like the time during, of your life? Yeah, I mean, looking back on it, yeah. I mean, I think True Detective was the height of it, I think. Or like a mystic episode, maybe. I don't know. But then there were other things when I look back on my life during that time. And I'm like, I mean, I hear what you're saying. And like, yeah, like I, I know what you're saying. And like, I, you know, not not trying to deny your truth in any way, but I do want to just like voice as someone who was around you and like sitting there for the recording of those. Like, yeah, you know, pretty normal. Yeah, you just seemed like a guy. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Anyway. And they had nowhere to take him. They didn't know what to do. So they sent me and my daughter out of the home for 10 days while they tried to figure it out. My husband had to stay at home with him for 10 days until they sorted out a, there was a county, a cross-county issue based on our address that they had to move it from the county that responded to the county that was officially in charge. But also, they didn't have space. They didn't know where they were going to take him, what they were going to do. So me and my daughter had to leave to keep ourselves safe, and my husband had to stay at home with him. That was the only option. They didn't take him. They didn't rescue us. They told us to leave the house. And we had to sit and wait, knowing that we didn't do anything wrong. And we were the victims because they didn't have anything to do with him because there's no services because their beds were full for psych everywhere and also the juvenile detention center was full so he sat away from everybody in a special spot in the adult detention center in a very small town oh, while he awaited court up. and he assaulted police officers while he was there they couldn't stop him we need a middle piece. There has to be a preventative piece. There has to be something in the middle. Somebody has to figure it out. It's not enough. Yeah. She sounds like Joe Biden. Have you like uh, seen that like kind of meme developing? 
Mm-hmm. I like, uh, I see it. Like, she feels like a Biden supporter to me. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like Joe Biden will really get up and give a speech where you feel like at the end he's going to demand to talk to the president. <laughs> you know, like it's like come on someone's got to do something about this yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. what's going on well i hope you get the chance to one day joe <laughs> um you know uh the comment here is uh maybe you should have done a better job parenting him nice which uh you know th- th- this is kind of what I, like that's i was sort of thinking of stuff with more vitriol than that um yeah trina too huntley it's like you didn't did you log in to do this you know what i mean like i guess there's just people who do that it's it's not a good sentiment like i don't applaud like it is what we're it. saying though right it's like, exactly what, like but the, we're yeah but, but i just it's, it's not gonna get through and like it's it's too important to me that it do get through you know yeah. like I, I really want it to get through i've kind of given up on her but i want others to hear in case they're tempted and you know i would love like listen i think the odds are really stacked against it but i would love for like people do change like you're yeah saying. yeah yeah uh, definitely yeah you know. i bet she'll chill out when she's older yeah and i i wanted to say uh i'm not running from any like i don't know there's plenty of times where i'd love to just take shots of people on my podcast sure sure uh it's part of but the power. if if this makes back to her which you yeah, know very unlikely but uh it does, if it dude. does uh fucking hit us up dude i i'm open to conversation yeah about we could probably stuff. help you yeah, dude. Uh, TC at it's just banter.com. That's yeah. the email. That's the best way to contact me. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're not, this isn't like a one way thing where we're just fucking, you Definitely. know, raining down criticisms. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll answer for any of the things we're saying. So, yeah. anyways. Can you um, let me and everyone else here who's going through this awful, awful situation of parenting a child with severe mental illness? Can you let all of us know what your tips are, please? Yes. Because I'm trying. our son Fine has God. been loved, fed, sheltered, kept from trauma, protected, medicated, treated, counseled, educated, disciplined, <laughs> supported, listened to, talked to, communicated with, bargained and bartered with. Sure, a lot of words. Bribed with candy as a little tiny toddler and toys i've done all the verbs that you do as a parent i've done all the verbs with him that i did with our other four children i did all the verbs that i know all these other mothers and parents out here are struggling with by the have been doing for children. their children i think two small so ones please, okay please that's help my, us and tell too, us what to do we need was. the help yeah so uh if they mattered in the narrative she would have mentioned them more yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I mean, the other possibility is like they're grown. Yeah, but this doesn't strike me as a lady who has grown children. I think that's right. The grown children would have helped her, hopefully, or they're just not talking to her. Yeah, yeah. she's um, not that old though. Either. But it's yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as like uh, you know, so far we've been uh, pointing out a lot of uh, you know negatives, um, and like I don't know. Hopefully, everyone can learn from those. But as far as like the what do you want me to do? I would say, you know, what we're saying of like, try to de-escalate, you know, yeah, try yeah. to smooth things out, like, yeah. you know, make it more and just, 
I don't know. Don't see him as a psychopath or a diagnosis. <laughs> like, you know, listen, I'm sure if you just say, like, see him as a child you love, she'd be like, I do that. I do that every day. This child has been loved. Uh, yeah, but, like, I don't know. Uh, step at like, look at the situation you're in, and that would, to me, suggest that uh, it's possible that, like, things that, you know, like, just, I don't know. If I'm in anything that's messed up that bad, it's kind of like what I was saying about the job thing a little bit, you know, like if I'm in a situation, it's like really bad. Like I want to ask myself questions about like, what do I do so that I don't end up here again? Sure. Yeah. And you know, if, if you're calling the kids, calling the cops on your kid, uh, hopefully you're asking, what can I do to not end up here again? Yeah. And like, just, just try to ask that earnestly, you know, like, and try to like really open your heart, like back to square one, just like question everything. Like whenever she's like clearly got it in her mind that she's done enough of the verbs as she calls yeah. them, yeah. like, uh, start from like, just do a thought exercise of like, maybe I haven't done any verbs, not yeah. really, not yeah. the way that I needed to. Like, is there, is there a different understanding of those that I could have? that like, you know, might change this and like, try all that out. And I don't know, you know, like I, I like what I was saying earlier of like, I, I sense a loss of hope because yeah. she's tried several things that she, whenever she was starting them, she thought they would work. Uh, she probably still looks back on them as like they should have worked. Yeah. And uh, it's just not gone. Um, and like, no doubt that's incredibly fucking difficult. Of course I sympathize. Uh, but like, I don't know. Uh, you got, it's a situation that demands a solution. In the fact that you tried several others it doesn't mean that it no longer demands a solution. You can't let it go this way. Like, you know, if, if like, listen, I, you're not raising the Uvalde shooter. You're just not. Like, you know, so, and, and it's not helpful to anyone, first and foremost, him, uh, if you think about it that way. Yeah. But, like, if you are trying to avoid that outcome, if you agree with, uh, you know, that, that it's, uh, uh, you know, desperately important to not to, hey, Henry, cut it out. Sorry, he, uh, he, he lost the toenail. He was licking it. I don't want him to oh, open damn. the wound back up again. He was bleeding all over the floor. Saturday. Come on, man. We had to take him down to the thing. The website said he could have bled to death. Yeah, yeah. No, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that is real. Um, but, uh, God, I, I was really on a roll. You were, dude. <laughs> you were uh, But, you know, just fucking... Uh, fucking Henry. You know, just, just go back to square one, try and love that kid. That's my point. Yeah. And love yourself. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I mean, she does need to do that, but love the kid first. And there's just so much... Like like what we were talking about earlier of, uh, you know, whatever she was like, if I'd read this before, I would have cried. Like, Cry. get back to there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... That part, that part of you is still there. You're it, feeling it, real conflict and like, uh, you know, fucking... It's good. Like, like the part of you that was, that was like, you should cry because this is terrible... Like, listen to that part. Let that part drive yeah, you for a well, while. Dude, I was thinking, like, I didn't say anything because I don't want to be, like, you know, like, in The Stranger, why didn't you cry when your mom died? We'll, we'll, we must convict you as a murderer then. You, you're a weirdo. Mm -hmm. I don't like to shame people for not having timely or the same emotional responses. Definitely. But, like, I think if she could cry, she would. Because, you know what I mean? Like, just optics. So I'm gonna infer that she can't. Yeah, and that is weird. If your if your situation is this yeah, I mean, bad, maybe. I just think if she could, she would. 
Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but like, it seems like yeah, been different a people times. got different lines about this stuff. She she clearly yeah. wants attention, but like maybe not that kind of attention. And like, I don't know, dude. Honestly, like people always say that so derisively. Certainly, they've said it derisively to me in my life. Like, I know that's you why want I'm... attention, and oh, like, yeah. it's uh, it's not wrong to want attention. Like, if someone wants attention, I hope they get it. They they clearly need it. You know, it's not like no, you want attention. No, like, she wants the attention, attention as validation. Like, we are social animals that need. To, to interact with each other i know what you're saying like yeah that's definitely part of it but like you know this is it's not easy the things that she's going through they're, they're very difficult and like i think that she would be in a possession like there's things that she's looking for and she's like looking for them in the wrong ways and like you know fucking uh not not like looking for like I think that there's things that she thinks she's looking for, which is like the external validation of like, you know what, you are doing right. But I think what she actually needs and like what deep down she's searching for is like, you know, a path to reconnecting with her love for her son. And I like hope doing so. Doing things the right way. And like, you know, I, I think that like, you know, this TikTok is like somewhat part of that, right? I hope so, man. I mean, I, I do believe deep down that's what we want and i don't think i don't really buy the bad egg theory so that has to be true for her too yeah but it's a she didn't start route. out trying to fuck up this kid no but she did a lot of things that her way up. of ra being uh resulted in problems and it sounds like when the kid presents problems she has a react a reactive problem herself yeah you know, oh, like yeah. the kids' problems are very threatening to her, and her reaction makes them much, much worse. And then it's a very bad cycle from there. Yeah, and she just doesn't seem to, she doesn't strike me as someone who feels especially safe. No, no one with fucking no, not locks at all. and cameras. And I would, I would yeah. guess that I would guess that that's based on experience. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, the world isn't super safe, also in general. But she probably, I'm sure. Well, the thing, I don't know. I mean, there are people who just come into the world with a temperament of like feeling anxious uh but then a lot of times the world confirms that so it's hard to tell but yeah I, I mean she doesn't scream to me like but again i'm probably just making up my own offensive stereotype uh i do like to think that if you go through enough things at least some people can end up being like empathetic you know i don't she doesn't strike me as someone who's been through the mental health system like that you know what I mean? Like the way she's cavalier about it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, like the, no one is owed the expectation that there's no anxiety in their life. And it seems like she, this is the like family systems, like in a nutshell of like, you have one kid and that kid just sort of like, ends up as a stand-in for everything negative in your mind and yeah. so like but she's literally doing it like she's like most people have locks to keep out the world you know what i mean but it's like it's almost like she probably felt like the world was unsafe always and it's like a relief almost to have a project to where you can be like this is the this is the thing if we can just get this right which we can't uh then uh, the anxiety will go away but since it won't i just have to you know keep doing this and then you get yeah you if your worries about the world can just be distilled down to a small 12 year old 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. But I also think it's on a larger it's scale. Just, it's, it's a relief. A lot of people out there are bigger than her. Yeah, you probably yeah, heard yeah. a lot more than the 12-year-old and if she's thinking about them. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah, exactly. That tiny predator. She called him a predator, dude. Yeah. And a, a <sighs> violator. Yeah. This comment makes a good point, though. Please keep doing what you can. I grew up with a mentally ill brother. My mom was scared of him and didn't do anything to stop him from beating me. I've been trying to figure out how to address this subset um, of siblings who suffered abuse when they were kids. Is she wearing um, a poncho? Or are now. She's been wearing that. I think it's like um, a robe. And I, All this is very like homeware. Yeah. Uh, and well, she was know, like in a school in a couple of them. I she's thought. like, I've, I've been thinking about how to address, like, she's, she says that a lot. Yeah. She's spending time like strategizing, like what, what are the different segments the audience going to get juice from? For sure. I don't know. I'm struggling because I want to be able to say that I see you, but I like can't stop crying when I try to do it because I'm just so heart broken to see all these stories about people saying nobody was looking out for me and why didn't they listen or people's parents who tried to get help and couldn't and they just still had to be there and deal with it and I'm so frustrated because it's so many people like it's not just us and I'm just really having a tough time coping with the fact that this really is not just us and that there's so much of this happening and it's so hidden and it's everywhere. I just met a girl through TikTok in England who's dealing with her seven-year-old daughter who's hurting her and her siblings. Like, I just don't, I don't understand why we haven't been able to get past this trauma. Why are we still allowing this to happen? And how do we break this cycle so that this doesn't happen anymore? How do we reach enough parents to let them know that this behavior is not just siblings being rough with each other? There's a line, and when that line is crossed, you have to do something about it. I think that's the hardest part is because as a parent, you love all of your children and being able to recognize that someone is the problem and having to separate your mom instincts to bring them as close as possible to you and just shield them from everything but when they're the predator and they're the one who is causing the problem it's so much harder because you can't hug them both at the same time and they both need different things but if you are a parent and you are going through this and you have siblings to worry about you also have to put them first they cannot be left alone to deal with it unless you they have to shower can't. the entire family needs therapy access the entire family needs support and you have to figure out how to um remove the child from the situation and get help you have to even when it feels impossible, you have to keep screaming to help stop this just generational trauma we're allowing to continue. Ask for help. It's uh, frustrating to hear use the kind of, uh, yeah, the, the language. 
Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, language that I've become familiar with is I've tried to like, you know, put into place these, uh, these things that occurred and like to hear the person who seems to be perpetrating the kinds of things that I'm trying to fucking yeah, understand to be like, no, 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 no. I'm fixing trauma. Yeah. I'm not making it. I know the phrase generational trauma, so I'm good. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, dude. I was, I was hoping that that was true. I still do. I, you know, like it would be really easy for me if merely knowing the phrase generational trauma made you a good person because yeah, I do I know it might. and I would not like to have to do anything else. Yeah. Uh, but here I am learning that uh, in fact it, uh, it is not ending there. And then she, I think she kind of mentioned there, but it's definitely one of the previous videos. Whenever she was mentioning the other four kids, uh, you know, like we raised other four kids this way. Um, like you know they're they're meaning like uh i'm the same person right so like how different could any of this be yeah but like in fact uh you know you tend to treat the like you you don't do that you know like you, you don't have equal treatment like definitely you, not you know in the same way that everyone like think about like yeah you know, the people that piss you off at work like someone who's already like got a fucking bad record with you at work yeah and like uh you know they say something versus like someone who's like uh, new there or like it's been pretty nice like says the exact same thing like you're telling me you're treating those identically yeah like and, you know, uh, in the case of the workers, like, you know, you're, you'd kind of be dumb not to, uh, you know, adjust if someone's been bad to you repeatedly. But, like, that's not the situation here. He's a fucking child. Like, he started out uh, treating her, you know, like having no control. Like, you know, she's reacting to her opinions of him that were formed, like, before he fucking, you know, like, knew exactly. language or, like, had memories or, like, you know, yeah, any agency exactly. at all. Uh, so, yeah. Five years old. Yeah, and I mean, you know, before that, you know, like I'm sure that she's taken him to the doctor at five because fucking oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, started yeah, yeah. when he was, yeah. For sure. I don't know, dude. Uh, like, uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to say it. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, did, I didn't want to uh, prevent you from making another commentary about the video. You just wanna, no, 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 I think this no, is I'm the good. last one. Um, okay. I need to get the thing to pop back up. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> this is going That's great funny. oh yeah my uh we're watching all these on my uh photos app because i saved them all to my phone as they're going because you know who knows when she's gonna get ashamed and delete this uh <laughs> yeah my, my photos app because there's so many of them recognize her as a, <laughs> a regularly occurring person i really love the time hop app if you're not familiar with it it basically connects all of your photos and videos, your social media posts and one thing guy? and pulls no. the history for that day. You can look back on it and gives you everything that was happening that day. Um, and it's pretty great. Usually it's pretty fun. Sometimes it's really hard to look at because we see, you know, our whole life on it. Um, but it's also a good tool for recognizing patterns and behavior which I hadn't really considered before until we started having to go back and try to find patterns in G's behavior from when he was younger and when everybody started saying, when did this start happening? Or, you know, do you have specific incidents that you can describe? And um, so, yeah, so today's is pretty funny. Today's is a copy of an incident report from summer camp four years ago. Um, the last time he was at summer camp and he got kicked out shortly after this incident report. But 
they had gone on a field trip to the World War II Museum and they had been bussed out there. Boring. And as they were getting ready to go, General did not want to leave and go with everybody. It took the counselor 20 minutes to convince him to leave and walk to the bus. When he did get on the bus, he didn't want to sit in the seat and shut down and was hitting himself and the staff members um, and bouncing around the bus. And they had to, like, basically hold his hands and sit him between two adults so that he would stay put for the bus ride home to be able to get him home. Um, And his consequences, according to the note, were that he didn't have swimming the next day and they had a conversation with him about it. When we had asked General about it, he said, well, I got on the bus eventually and we all made it home on time. (laughs) So, yeah, that's typical behavior. Um, And I forgot about that, but um, it just popped up. So there are consistent patterns just like that of being told that it's time to do this or being told to change um, directions um, and what's going on. And he cannot, will not until it's his idea. So once he had caused a big enough fuss and got enough attention and got to sit in the front where the grown-ups were sitting, see, um, see, that's her, they uh, had yeah. to hold his hand yeah. and put him between them for safety. But for him, he got what he wanted. He wanted to sit in the front of the bus. So, yeah, he's been using his behavior to manipulate situations. To did get he want to he sit in front of the bus or did he want to stay at the museum? A really long seat? time. <laughs> um, and it made daycare and... Um, summer camps and school all very hard because people don't know what to do and they don't want to, you know, put hands on them to redirect them. So it's a good tool for remembering things, but also for tracking patterns, just FYI. All right. Thanks for the information. A lot there. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, switching activities does suck. Yeah, hard for all kids and especially difficult for autistic ones. Yeah, like this kid is sounding more and more autistic. And it's like she sounds really resentful. Not that he has – that's one diagnosis he didn't get, I guess, in her list. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying she's resentful that she has an autistic kid, but that he isn't like – you know, he wasn't easy. Like it sounds like it really did, like you know, like you said, start pre-verbally. She resented. My daughter's this way, dude. She hates it when we have to go inside, like before she wants to go inside. Like she will scream. She will kick me. Oh, like yeah. if I pick her up, yeah. I don't care. Like it does suck to switch activities. She's also two. I like if I was like, and I'll check people, like no one in my family is this way, but like, I don't know. I don't like when people are like, oh, that kid. And then they just say like, that kid's willful or like, you know, that or like this stuff like oh he gets what he wants he wants attention or whatever i don't think that's what he wanted man i think he was probably concentrating at whatever he was doing at the museum he has no idea how to handle his negative emotions because no one's ever done anything but shame him for them or worse and so he went into dysphoria you know when his whatever he was concentrating on got or whatever he was doing got interrupted and then from there it's a fucking freak out and it's a pattern and it's all anybody knows And until somebody tells him, it's okay, you're not a bad person, even though you have freakouts, go ahead and have your freakout and we'll talk afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, and you're not going to be punished for it. You can still go swimming tomorrow. Like, I understand this is just how you react. There are other ways, but we've got to calm you down first. Like, it's never going to happen for him. 
it sucks and he's 15 now and she's still talking about him like he's a toddler yeah like and that and she, planning to how she can continue to treat him like that when he's yeah. past 18 this is dark man yeah i really <laughs> i've said it before but i'm not sure i trust her uh yeah no i i like uh i'm really glad to hear your thoughts on that like you know i open it like but uh I don't know. I, I like the the he wants attention label was uh, constantly being applied, right? And like, yeah, you know, yeah. like I said before, it, to to me, it's what I'm talking about. Uh, it, like you know, like I said before, I don't think it should be derisive. Um, like you know, you're identifying that the child has a need that shouldn't be met. Like if you, that that should be like, oh, well, I feel sympathetic towards that, and yeah. I'd like to help. You know, yeah. Well, um, and like the the sit in front thing, like that that to me sounds like someone who doesn't feel like he's part of the in group, and uh, you know is, is very no worried about is. that. No he, way. Yeah, he is. yeah. It's, like he's not part of the in group at home. You know, like it's all like whenever I mean the in group, I mean like the in group within the family. Like yeah, the other yeah, ones yeah, matter, yeah. but like that's that's the big one. But like this kid has zero friends. You can tell. Yeah. Like that. Those kinds of kids aren't the cool bad kids. Yeah. They're like they annoy everybody. Yeah um and uh you know like uh just the you know he like people do that for real reasons right like the 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 person who's not like the people in the in group are safer than the ones that aren't you yeah, know definitely. like you're you're the the fucking weakling struggling in the herd that's going to be picked off the second the fucking predator shows up yeah and uh if you can sit up with the uh the the, the teacher and he's and at stuff, a sleepaway camp Right? Is, I don't know if she like, identified it was sleepaway. Or uh, okay, not. just I, regular it might summer be. camp. I, you know, I don't know. Probably sleepaway. Fuck, who knows? I don't she know. seems to like the kid being out of the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but just like I don't know, dude. That all sounds like like all of it's just so clearly to me a cry for help. And yeah. I, I think that you should meet those cries for help with help. Yeah, definitely. And like it sounds like she's like ah, this fucking asshole again. You yeah, know? Uh, it's like I just I don't know, man. It, it, it breaks my heart yeah it is heartbreaking and like as she's saying it's not just her there's a lot of parents across the a world apparently that are like you're not i've done everything perfect and yet my <laughs> child still keeps happening to me yep you are uh, perfect i don't know dude and you're tough. right uh do you want to uh is it a lighter note if we watch the uh the lady whose life was ruined by acid uh video <laughs> uh i don't know man <laughs> okay we can just uh call it a day yeah let's do that all right it's changing gear